Ladies and gentlemen, live at the Steve Harvey Theater in Columbia. No, wait, the Philippines. It's the 2015 Attack of the Killer Podcast Awards. Brought to you by Cracka-Cola and Lay's brand new paint chips. Now with more lead, here's your host, Neil Patrick Harris. everybody insane mike here it's time once again for the attack of the killer podcast awards the best and worst of 2015 unfortunately neil patrick harris couldn't make it tonight so i'm gonna take over his hosting duties does that sound good Yay. awesome yeah. Yeah, sure i guess <laughs> fine <laughs> <clears throat> so how this works if you ever listen to our best of 2015 episode or, well, hold on. This will be our, your first Our year best of. <laughs> Shit. No. Where's Neil Patrick Harris? Anyway, um, if you ever listen to our best of the year episodes, uh, we, we just randomly talk about ones on the list, and then we all then um, at the end we just share what's on our list. So we don't do a full breakdown of our individual lists till okay. towards the end. We will also uh, we will also discuss the what we thought were the worst of the year with our bottom five um, list as well. So that's how that works. So, but first, it's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. Famous for his online video where he where he passed out on the ground and shit his pants. Now he's going to haunt us on Skype. Dustin Neal. <laughs> That's that's very true. That's very true. And excuse me for one moment while I make my list of the bottom of the barrel movies. So, so excuse me. <laughs> he really left. Okay. <laughs> Next, over in the corner, jerking off to relieve stress, John Stalter, everybody. Let me. Could, could you give me a few seconds here? I want to finish. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. All right. All right I feel great. It's like world record. I need a nap and a cigarette. <laughs> we had to, <clears throat> man. Excuse me. We had to duct tape duct tape gloves on her hands to keep her from keep her from taking her clothes off. Terry Turford. <laughs> it's a common problem. I just always want to get naked, I guess, or something. Anyway, hi. Always. <laughs> always. And lastly, recently he had a crazy night of sex with two girls, then the next day they trashed his house, tied him up, and buried him up to his head in his yard, not because he was married, just because of his performance. Jason Bollinger! Oh! <laughs> oh I think I know what that's about. <laughs> I assume they're all about a movie. <laughs> <clears throat> really, you think? Hey, everybody. Ah. Oh. Man, this episode has been a long time coming, I'm just saying. Like a whole year. <laughs> That's weird how that works. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and yet, 
It really only started a month ago for most of us. You <laughs> lazy bums. We do it all. We do it every year. We just marathon movies through the month of December. It's so hard to consistently watch these new horror movies when they come out. I don't know what it is. It's just you know, about mid-November when I start thinking, it's like I feel like I've seen quite a few this year, and I start looking on the internet. Nope. Yeah. Like no, maybe I did put Neon Maniacs on one too many times instead of trying something new. There is nothing wrong with that. Uh, See, nothing wrong with. That. You should kind of be surprised when my top ten is all just Neo Maniacs. <laughs> okay. Well, and heaven forbid we watch anything other than horror movies. We don't ever do that. That's all we watch. Yeah. <laughs> Star right. Wars is the only thing for me. That we yeah. That's right. So, um, before, we, uh, before we get into discussions on the movies, much like other award shows... Um, we're gonna do our in memory of the those in the horror industry that has passed, and I'm gonna be kind of winded after going through this list. It was a really horrible year for um, for horror this year. We lost too many awesome awesome people. So we'll go through here. Um, probably one of the biggest of the whole year was Wes Craven. That was a sniff sniff. Yep, that one hit hard. Um, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Um, you know, because awesome they live. They live was awesome, and then hell comes to Frogtown. So he had his <clears throat> his toes dipped into the horror community, and really nice guy. We got a chance to meet him once. It was awesome. So, um, feel free, guys, if you guys want to pipe in about any of these people, you know, your favorite movie of theirs, whatever. You know, jump in. Jeffrey Lewis. You guys know who that is. No. no. You would definitely recognize him if you saw him. He has a very unique look to him. Great character actor. Um, for his, He's got 218 television and movie credits. Um, his tributes to horror were Salem's Lot, Lawnmower Man, Trilogy of Terror 2, probably most famously for Night of the Comet and Devil's Rejects. So, if you guys still can't figure it out... Um, <clears throat> Probably was most, one of his most famous roles, hands down, was um, Any Which Way You Can with Clint, with Clint Eastwood and the monkey. Um, but to put it in perspective, Night of the Comet, uh, he was the head guy of the research oh, yeah. team. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the guy that kind of already looks like a zombie, but then yeah. like... <laughs> I completely <clears throat> forgot that he passed away. Yep, yeah. So... Yeah, 218 credits. This is crazy. Jesus. Good for him. Good for him. James Best. That one That one hit hard for me. Good old Roscoe Pico train from Dukes of Hazard. But more importantly for me, the Killer Shrew movies, man. Killer Shrews and Return of the Killer Shrews. Love those movies. That sucks James Best is gone. But he was also in Death Mask with Linnea Quigley, so that's awesome. And Savage Bees... Uh, Terry, you should know this one. Uh, Rod, Rod Taylor, or Tyler. I should know that one. I uh, played. Um, he was in the Birds. Uh, Alfred okay. Hitchcock movie. I just assumed. Oh Sorry. yeah, he died. A, just a little over a year ago. Yeah. Um, I put Leslie Gore on my list, not because she contributed to horror, but her last name's Gore, so. <laughs> I'm shaking my Works head. Works for me. Yeah. Robert Loja. 
R. <laughs> as in Robert Loja. Robert Loja. <laughs> oh, as in, oh my God, it's Robert Loja. <laughs> <laughs> was it, he was in some sort of really crappy vampire movie that I remember. Crappy? <laughs> you better not be talking about Innocent Blood here. Uh, I don't remember. Where a, where a vampire infiltrates the moff the Pittsburgh mafia, hmm. like in Robert Loge, story again. Robert Loge is the mafia boss, and he gets bitten by the the female vampire. And uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. I love that's that a little crappy. No, little it's kind of all kinds of awesome. Well, yeah. And it um and he's got a fuck ton of credits, two hundred thirty credits of his name. Probably most famous for his performance in Big, Scarface, Independence mm-hmm. Day. I love how Robert Loja plays a lot, you know, a lot of like badasses and, and mean mean old men and like mafia guys and stuff. But one of his most famous roles is the head of a toy company in Big. So, <laughs> but over the top. Don't forget over the top. Oh yeah, over the top. <laughs> uh, his other contributions to horror: um, Lost Highway, Believers, and Psycho Two. Where he played Norman Bates' psychiatrist, so no wonder he went nuts all over again. No wonder his rehabilitation didn't take because Robert Loja was his psychiatrist. Uh, another one that uh, hit hard for us here at Attack of the Killer podcast was Gunnar Hansen. Um, tons of great horror credits there. Obviously, leather, the original Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ben Wolf. Um, not a ton of credits, but, uh, um... Is that the American Horror Story guy? Yeah, American still Horror Story guy. Yeah, still a bummer. Just how, I mean, especially how it happened, I mean... Yeah, yeah. The car, car- like, the car mirror hit him, and... Mm-hmm. Just, just sad. Yeah, very sad. He was kind of up and coming, you know, he had American mm-hmm. Horror Story. And he, he was, was just in that Tales of Halloween, too. Exactly, I, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think may get brought up on this episode. Uh, something called Unlucky Charms, which I kind of want to see. Can't have enough uh, St. Patrick's Day themed um, horror movies. I'm assuming it's got to have like a evil leprechaun in it, right? No, it's I the Easter so. Bunny. <laughs> and apparently, he was also in Insidious, but I'm not sure where he is in Insidious. So. Huh. Okay, so I want to bring these next two up. They're not really horror; they're sci-fi, but sci-fi being kind of the cousin to uh, horror, anyway. Um, I can't, you know, we can't really go without uh, mentioning um, a couple Star Trek alum that has passed on. Obviously, the the biggest one there, Leonard Nimoy, the major bummer. Um, but then Grace Lee Whitney, um, who played Janice Rand, not only in the TV series, but in quite a few of the movies too. So, <clears throat> um, Patrick McKean. I uh, was in Dial M. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, he's best known as um, he was best known for the TV series The Avengers back in the '60s. Yeah. Uh, but we know him in horror for Dial M for Murder, Night of the Dead. Um, most no- yeah, I was gonna say most notable for me The Howling, absolutely. Uh, Waxwork, he, uh, he was awesome in that, and in Waxwork too. And then a little unknown movie called Lobster Man from Mars. If you guys can find it, you should check it out. It's a treat and a half. I think there's a Criterion Collection version of that. There should be. I'm just kidding. There should be. Dr. Demento (laughs) plays the narrator in it. Oh, that's awesome. Exactly. Um, 
Luis Gordon. I don't. I know I'm not saying that right at all. Um, another great character actor, known for playing a lot of like villains, but kind of more sophisticated style of villains. I think he was a he was a Bond villain, or he was a, in a Bond movie. But we know him best as Doctor Arcane from uh, the Swamp Thing movies, Swamp Thing and Return to Swamp Thing. <clears throat> um, and then you know the year just wouldn't stop. I'm gonna skip around here because I went out of order a little bit. Uh, Robert Zadar, good old maniac cop himself, uh, passed away. Uh, this one was a major bummer for me as well. Tom Towles, uh, yeah. who uh, was Otis in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Uh, Harry Cooper from Night of Living Dead, 1990. Uh, he was also in um, Bauer, Bauer, oh, wow. Bowers, Borrowers. Rear Real Rut. Real, 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 Which you've never, if you've never seen that movie, um, and you're probably saying, what movie didn't say the name of it? Because I'm not going to try again. Um, it's also directed by John McNaughton, who directed Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And I can't remember which one came first, if it was Henry or, or Bowers. Um, but, um... It's a weird movie about an alien that possesses people, kind of hidden style, but only, like, the alien has to remove the heads when he's done with the bodies or something like that, or the, the head moves from body to body or something. So it's, it's, it's got some good gore in it and stuff, and, and pretty on the budget level of, of Henry. Um, if you could find it, it's a pretty interesting watch. But I bring that up because... <coughs> no, if you could find that movie, check it out, but... Tom Towles kind of seems like he's one of those guys that people liked to work with. Because uh, John McNaughton, <clears throat> who directed Henry and Bowers, also used him again in Mad Dog and Glory. And then um, Stuart Gordon used him uh, a few times in some of his in some of his films, like Pit and the Pendulum and Fortress. Um, and then, of course, Rob Zombie used him a lot. He was in House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Halloween. Oh, and he was also at a, a small part in Rob Zombie's um, fake trailer for the Grindhouse movie, uh, She-Wolf of the SS. <clears throat> uh, apparently he was also in Adam Wingard's first movie, Homesick. So, huge contribution there to the horror. Um, I've loved the guy all the way dating back to uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. So, bummer. Another huge bummer this year... Um, on the level of Wes Craven, Christopher Lee, whose credits are just too huge to name, but that one really sucks. Erwin um, Keyes. Uh, again, you don't know the name, but you would definitely recognize the face. We lost some very unique-looking character actors this year with Robert Zadar and... Um, um, Jeffrey Lewis, you know, guys that just have a very distinct look. <clears throat> and Erwin Keyes is, is the same. He has a very, very small bit part, um, uncredited even, in the original Friday 13th. You kind of, I think he's like the cook or something in the diner when the when the girl um, walks into the diner asking how to get to Camp Crystal Lake. <clears throat> so he he's just kind of there. But then um, we probably know him best for uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. He played the guy wearing the oversized head carrying the axe in the beginning of that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely uh, unique. 
yeah, kind of bald, uh, uh, bald, kind of big, but kind of hunchback kind of looking guy. <clears throat> so, you know, definitely we could type ta- cast in a lot of villain roles and a lot of, like, uh, misfit roles. Uh, as other contributions to horror, Blood Rage, Frankenstein's General Hospital, uh, and Disturbed. Uh, speaking of the original Friday 13th, we lost Betsy Palmer this year, uh, Mrs. Voorhees herself. And then we also lost uh, Brooke McCarter, uh, one of the Lost Boys. We lost a Lost Boy. Nothing? Okay. Um, was, wasn't he the one in the bathtub? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead, um, right towards the end of the year there for Lemmy. You mean God? Yes, God. God went back up. He got bored. <laughs> drank all drank all the whiskey, smoked all the cigarettes. Um yeah, his contributions to horror is uh partnering up with Troma over the last few films. Uh from Tromeo and Juliet to Terra Firmer to Tox's Adventure Part Four to Return of Luke and High where he played the President of the United States. And then he was also had a small part in hardware. Which is a great movie. Yeah, interesting movie, yeah. Richard Stanley, who's kind of a nut job after... Kind of? <laughs> yeah. Complete <laughs> what I could do. And then, um, I'm saving one for last year, but I also kind of want to mention um, ones we've already lost this year, um, as of recording this episode. We lost The Tall Man, which sucks, Angus Scrim, um, you know, best known for all the Phantasm movies, playing The Tall Man. <laughs> Um, I don't want to sound selfish or anything, but I really hope all of his stuff was done for the new Phantasm movie, so that'll finally come out. Um, but he was also in Lost Amp- Empire, uh, Transylvania Twist, Subspecies, Munchies, um, Mind Warp, Vampirella, Wishmaster, I Sell the Dead, John Dies at the End, and a very, very tiny part in Chopping Mall. His role in Chopping Mall cracks me up. It's like, when they made Chopping Mall, Phantasm was already out. Like, Phantasm was already a known horror film. So you get Angus Scrim in your movie, but you don't really give... He even has a line in the movie, but he doesn't... The camera's not even on him when they set, when he says his line. The only way you can pick him out in the in the in this movie is well, one you recognize his voice when you hear the line, but then in in wide shots he's in the beginning of the movie where they're doing doing the demonstration of the killbots, and um, he just <laughs> there's like maybe a few frames in the movie where you, where you can see him in the wide shot of the of the people sitting. You could see his back towards the left hand side of the frame for like a few for a few seconds. Still gets a credit though, so that's interesting. And then uh, we also lost David Bowie, um, where uh, for contributing to horror, uh, The Hunger, um, which is a great movie. And I also say Labyrinth a little bit. I love I that think movie. It's a, it's, sure. a, it's a great movie, but I, I a lot of people are not are going to sit there and say that's not a horror movie. But I think it, it's, it scared it's me some, when I was a kid. Exactly. It could fall under that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. child abduction. It's a good intro to horror, yeah. I think. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so, I was saving one for last, because this is probably the one 
that hurt <clears throat> that hurt me the most on a personal level. Um, <clears throat> because this is an actress that I got a chance to work with, but uh, uh, Karen Laundrie Mulkey uh, passed away. She was the star of our movie Collapse. Um, she passed away right at the end of the year as well. So that one, that one really hit hard uh, for for me and I think Jason too, just because uh, you know <clears throat> we got to work with her. We spent a whole month hanging out with her. You know, um, had a blast getting to work with her and learned a lot from her as a seasoned actress, so, so, <clears throat> that one sucks, that one really, really hurts, so, but that's it, let's quit talking about that stuff, Jesus, do you yeah. want to bring up Alan Rickman too, Man, that just happened freaking today, yeah, yeah, I figured I'd save it for next year, <laughs> but yeah, 2016 he... is just starting off to be a real, real shitter with death, uh -huh. death needs to take a smoke break, yeah, something. He needs to join the band Wild Stallions, man. Yeah. Sorry, I just watched Bogus play, Journey not too long ago. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so the whole um, normally I'd like open it up to you guys, see what movie you guys want to talk about first. But I don't care. I've been waiting months for this discussion, months. and Since so <laughs> so <laughs> I'm starting this off with the discussion of. Um, Knock Knock versus Green Inferno. Ew. Yeah. It's <laughs> all he talks about. It's all he's been fucking waiting for. It's time to go to town, John. You me throw down. I with you so bad. <laughs> so I finally got to see Green Inferno, and I liked it. Surprise. <laughs> John didn't like it. Ready? Go. <laughs> I liked it. I just had a lot of problems with it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to say it. it's not without its problems. What What were your problems with it, though? I can't uh, remember. The unnecessary humor. Well, it wasn't even unnecessary humor. It was the weed. The joke. weed scene was. Terrible. Yeah, the weed scene was was pretty bad. Like yeah. it was kind of funny, but not for but, that movie. No, no. And it, then the uh, um, explosive diarrhea. <laughs> that wasn't that, for comedy, though, was it? I mean, well, I'm see, sure there's some... scared Jason, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I hate explosive. <laughs> <sighs> well, there's just some there's some issues with tone in that movie. You just yeah. you're just unsure what and I I mean, I didn't take the diarrhea scene as comedy, but I you're not the first person that said it though either. You know, cuz I guess it gets kind of aggressive with the fart noises. Yeah, so it's just kind of like um what? <laughs> yeah. What's happening? But I thought, I mean, I, I think it was a setup from something that happened earlier that I think was just poorly executed as far as, like, a payoff goes. Yeah. Because that girl, they have that conversation at the at the table about, um, whatever disease, I'm blanking now. Hot poops disease, I don't know. Malari was it malaria? No. <laughs> anyway, and then the blonde girl being all germaphobic and paranoid and, like, spraying herself down with bug spray... Mm -hmm. They're at the dinner table, and they're talking about how you know it gives you you know diarrhea or whatever. So <clears throat> that was what that spot was. Yellow fever. That was it. Yeah, Yellow get fever. It? The girl who freaked out about it got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Original. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of took that scene as a little comedic as well when I was watching it. Yeah. So you did get to watch it too, huh, Terry? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. What were your overall thoughts? Um, I didn't hate it, but yeah, my big problem was that the tone was just all sorts of off. Like, if they wanted it to be like this terrifying experience, there shouldn't have been as much levity as there was. On the other hand, they could have gone the route, which I wish they would have focused more on, which is more of a satire, which I think at times is what they were kind of trying to lean toward. But I don't, it was, it just wasn't focused enough to be successful, but Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it. Like, I don't know. Meh. (laughs) Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yes. The, uh, the I've watched it twice now, and the um, I kind of glossed over <clears throat> the pot scene, but on the second viewing, I definitely agree. It's like does take you out of it a little bit. And when the kid from when the guy from Spy Kids shouts out, they have the munchies. That was just like wait a minute, <laughs> that was a bit much. But but overall, I mean, I went in. Um, Want to see a uh, an up uh, um, a twenty fifteen cannibal movie, and I got a twenty fifteen cannibal movie. Like if you would have told me twenty years ago that someday somebody will make a new cannibal movie, I would have called them called you crazy. And I think it hit on a lot of those um, those themes from the those cannibal films. And one of the things that always bugged me when I would listen to people other people's reviews of this movie and how much they hated it and one of the things they would say is how much they disliked the characters i didn't find them that dislikable except for the main guy which obviously the uh what are you supposed to be the main yeah yeah um the jerking off in the corner guy um <laughs> uh, not but, me not me not you <laughs> um but yeah you're supposed to hate him and that's that's all set up to you know of course he's going to get left behind and all that. Um, but to have people say that they hated the characters, and then these are coming from people that claim Cannibal Holocaust is one of the greatest horror movies of all time, blah, 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 blah. All the characters are downright despicable in Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Those are those are evil, evil people. They're, they are burning down and killing and raping these these cannibals until the point where the cannibals get revenge, and that's the whole the whole point of that movie. So, you can't tell me that Cannibal Holocaust is such a great, glorious film, and then this movie is terrible because the characters are unlikable. It's bullshit. Call shenanigans. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I liked this movie better uh, after the fact. Like, while I was... I've never seen Cannibal Holocaust, first of all, so I have no point of reference for that. <laughs> Like, I haven't really seen a lot of cannibal movies in my lifetime, but... Revoking your horror card. Oh, shush. Um, <laughs> I think that... You gotta revoke mine, too. If that's... Yeah. What? Double so, what? I've been waiting to watch it with Mike. That's the deal. We just never got around to it. I mean... Yeah, well, well we're gonna have to have commentary a... Commentary movie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't... I mean, honestly, I didn't think nothing in this film maybe i'm just so desensitized but i wasn't like oh my god that's the most disgusting thing ever like i mean it was brutal at points like when they're chopping people up and shit but that's okay i don't 
I think the most brutal thing in the entire movie for me is when they are implying that they're going to cut up the girl's genitalia. Like, that yeah. was the worst part for me. And they didn't even do anything. <laughs> like, so I think maybe the gore part is maybe a little bit, I don't know, meh. But I don't, I, I really just wish it was more... I really wish it would have gone more for the comedy because, I mean, the whole movie's ironic. These students that are so uppity about all of their issues, they fly out there to save the very tribe that eats them alive. Like, it's hilarious when you think about it. Right? No? You well, sick and twisted, Terry. I get where you're... It's, it's ironic, and they could have yeah. made it really funny like there are moments in there that it seems like that could have been the way they were going but they kind of flipped it maybe i don't know i see what you're saying there's a lot of things that are like set up in the first act that come back later on that could fall into that same category as being ironic you know the pot scene again it's like well yeah and like the whole ending was all hilarious to me with like, her... after, after she gets home and all that? Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Maybe I'm looking at this movie the wrong way. I thought it was a <laughs> terrible ending. The end end, or the credit end. The credit ending? The yeah. after. Yeah, I, li- after I thought it was really cool that they found him still alive. You know, maybe. I mean, but no, they didn't have to show that. They just... No. Like, yeah, that part was kind of dumb. But then to allude to that... He's, what? He's, like, running the tribe now, or what? What the fuck was that? And he just conveniently is looking up at a, at a uh, satellite? satellite. Yeah, <laughs> he just stands there all day looking like that. Well, I meant more like the, um, like her claiming that none of it happened. and Like, I thought that was all kind of hilarious. Huh. Oh. I don't know. Pure comedy gold. <laughs> Dustin, did you get to see Green Inferno? I didn't. I okay. I did. I, I kind of stayed away from Eli Roth this year, so you know. And it, maybe that's a good thing. It sounds like maybe it was a good thing because it, from what you guys are talking, it sounds like he hasn't gotten his stride yet. Like this, this should have been his movie, right? This was his baby. And, You'd think. And yeah. maybe you know you guys are like, oh yeah, oh, it's okay. You know, it's like this should have been his, his. This should have been his Pulp Fiction, right? Like this should have been like his his movie. That's like, yeah, here he is. Here's Eli Roth. It's nothing but time. up from here. You know, doesn't sound like that. No, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say it's his Pulp Fiction, but I, I I'm saying I still really liked it though. I, spoiler alert! It made my top ten. Okay. <laughs> um now is it is it is it his best movie? No, I mean I still think like the first hostel is his best movie. If I were to rank it'd go Hostel, Cabin Fever, Hostel Two, and then Green Inferno. And then Knock Knock doesn't even show up yeah. anywhere on the radar. <clears throat> well, I, I yeah. I mean those movies are alright, but I wouldn't say they're like my favorite horror. I just, I guess, I don't get why everyone is like having boners over Eli Roth. I'm well, not really I, that big of a fan. Do, do people really have raging hard hard ons for this guy? Honestly, I, mean, I don't <laughs> think so. Not anymore. It's, it seems like it's all Eli Roth bashing anymore. 
he's a he's a very knowledgeable fan. I mean, I he knows say, his movies, I... but that's really when it comes to executing stuff, it always falls really flat. I mean, I, I'm sure he's a great guy. I'd love to hang out with him, talk movies, you know, have a few beers. But like, he just can't find his voice when it comes to making movies. I think that's where it all comes from. The Eli Roth love boom, you know, is because mm-hmm. of his commentary tracks. And that's when we first learned who he was and what he loved and and getting to hear him talk as a horror fan. Then you're like, oh, he's a bro for sure. Mm-hmm. I've never said that word before. but uh, <laughs> Never say it again. You know, I won't. <laughs> Believe me, I won't. But, you know, like... It's all the behind-the-scenes talk and his seeing his love for horror. It's like, oh, this guy's a awesome and he's like-minded and he's a stud. It's just, I don't think it was ever because of his movies, the Eli Roth boom. Uh, that's fine. And I think I, I enjoy him when he acts, usually. Like, I enjoy his acting career, like Inglorious Bastards. Was awesome in that movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Piranha, but, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That, is, that was his role right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just... I remember, like you, you weren't like Jason. Fucking check out Cabin Fever. Oh my God. No, it was Jason. You got to hear this fucking commentary track. Well, now hold on though. We you saw know. Cabin Theater, Cabin Fever in a the theater. Remember that? Yeah. And we all left that theater. And it was great, like, and I yeah. liked that movie. That's my favorite. But and that was before we knew who he was. I just remember it was, it was like whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh yeah. Uh, uh there's this guy. There's this commentary <laughs> track. He's he's a new horror guy. The guy does like three or four commentary tracks per movie, and one of them is just him talking about his influences. And then those are just glorious. Love those. I'm like, oh, I've never seen that movie. I'm writing this down. And I just know that. I think you enjoy the commentary tracks more than the movies. Well, I will say I do watch the commentary track. If I'm feeling like, yeah, I kind of feel like I want to put in a hostile movie. More, nine times out of ten, I'll probably click on the commentary track. But I still really love, I still really love the movies for what they are. You know, and it, <clears throat> I also look at it in the, how I've come to terms with Rob Zombie. Like, Rob Zombie started going down the trail for me of like like really disappointing me like man you are like the poster child for horror you know your horror your music is so horror influenced you talk about your you being such a big fanboy as well but you just seem to be keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and then uh, you just and you just come to terms with well these are the type of movies that he wants to make just because he's a fan of of such and such doesn't mean he's going to be turning around and making those movies. He's not out to copy the movies that he loves. He's he's expressing his own voice. Now, good or bad, you know that's that's for your own interpretation. If if you connect with that or not. Um, with Eli Roth's case, I feel like I really connect with what he's been doing. All right. <laughs> 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 Unlike, but not uh, Knock Knock Which I'll get into here in a minute um, 
But but just again overall, Green Inferno. I mean, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot. There was it just was a, all right. There was a couple, couple scenes I would have cut out, and I would have ended it different. Yeah, I think, I think editing would have helped a lot. Like, they could have changed the tone completely by just changing it up a little bit, little tweaking. Mm-hmm. Which. But I don't, like, what were they doing? Like, why was it tied up for, like, it? this was actually made in, like, 2012 or 2013, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what, I, I don't know what the problems were like, with Like, what were you doing all this time? He <laughs> was having a hell of a time getting it distributed for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, they could have kept editing it then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I and I don't. You know, and when you first hear those kind of things, it was like, again, I go back to Rob Zombie with House of Thousand Corpses went through the same thing, where it like spent like two years of just trying to find somebody to put the movie out. And as <clears throat> as a horror fan, you just think like, oh man, this movie has just got to be just so gruesome, blah, 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 blah. But <clears throat> may, it may be the case of like... <laughs> Distributors were seeing what the what uh, I guess what the majority of the audience was seeing I guess that it just wasn't a good movie. I thought it was a great movie, but it's just me. I mean, I don't think it was bad enough to not get distribution. Like I thought it was all right. You think it was? Um, you think it's uh, theatrical worthy? Mm, no. Okay. And I really think maybe that might have been part of it, too. Like, maybe, he was really yeah. holding out for a theatrical run. But if this movie came out back in, like, you know, 1989, after watching Make Them Die Slowly for the first time, and watching Cannibal Holocaust, <clears throat> and then and then I open up the papers, and there's Green Inferno coming to your theater, I would have been like, no fucking way. And it would have been the greatest movie in horror history. This movie came out in 89. So, I just think there are a lot of horror fans out there that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Are are just getting a little too high-horsed about there. I mean, it's okay to like movies, is what I'm saying. It's okay, guys. Yeah, it was alright. It just isn't in my top ten, but... So... I say thumbs up to Green Inferno, but Eli Ross, other movie that came out this year, <laughs> Knock Knock. I love it. Explain. I love it because they, the women are psychotic. They totally ruined this guy's life for no reason. They just leave. <laughs> it's just so nihilistic. They, those women are just batshit crazy. Hey, we're going to seduce you, you know, until you finally give in, and then we're going to ruin your life because you're a dirtbag, even though you're really not. Like, he tried to do the right thing, but they just kept pursuing him. Uh, Here's the thing. I can get into nihilistic stories as well. Like, there's billions of them out there that I think are awesome. But in those stories, the protagonist at least gets the upper hand once in a while during the story. Like, he never got the upper hand on these two girls, ever. Yeah. To the point of, like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. (laughs) 
Like, seriously, why am I still watching this? Like, nothing is going to change, and these women are just annoying the piss out of me. So, Terry, you got to see it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, what's the girl's perspective? Yeah. Well, okay, when the movie started out, I was actually optimistic. Like, I thought it had a decent, like, story going about it, and they Mm -hmm. had a good premise. I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. It's it's gonna be fine, and yeah, no, I kind of agree. It just got really redundant, and at the the ending is just the worst. <laughs> Fucked up. It's the worst, John. <laughs> Fucked up. Now is that no. supposed to be for comedy too, though? <sighs> like when he gets his hand free and. Instead of hitting the delete button, he hits the like button. Oh, yeah, that's totally supposed to be for... Come on. But why? <laughs> why in this 90 minutes of seriousness do you... There was, a... Yeah, there was like... And see, to me, this movie feels overall more like a comedy than anything. And maybe that's why I like it. Okay, please explain. <laughs> the movie I, itself? I, well, uh, let, well, spoilers be damned. I, I want to know what... Just go ahead and tell me about this movie because it's... <laughs> Okay, well, the general thing, like, these girls uh, show up at this guy's front door. His family is away at a vacation house or something like that. I can't remember. But they're like, oh, can we come in and and use your computer for Facebook to message people, blah, blah, blah. And so they just start start hanging around, and they're like, oh, we're going to try to seduce you. And they fuck with this shit, and da, 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 da. And he he's they being fuck a, this shit. Well, they like <laughs> they you know they just details, start Terry. They details. start making themselves <laughs> at home. I guess they just sort of take over his house, and at one point, like they leave, like he gets them out of there, like he's being a decent guy, and then they just show back up and they keep terrorizing him. And I, you don't even need to know all the little details. They just terrorize him. Until it gets batshit crazy and some other guy dies that shows up and uh, basically at the end they've got him like dug into a hole, buried alive up to his neck like at a beach and they're acting like they're going to kill him but instead they take his phone and they post this video that they took of him having sex with one of them they like one of them forced themselves on him so they they they're like murderers and rapists nope they're just nuts huh. see that's but, the thing <clears throat> that's the thing that yeah they're they're not really either at least the that's one of the things that pisses yeah. me off about this movie also one of the many things that pisses me off about this movie <laughs> is that they're not rapists because he consented they literally <clears throat> they well, go did the first time. They go to use the bathroom. What's that? They kind of raped him that one time kind that they took of. the video of. Well, so there's there's a lot of sex in this movie. Let me let me let me let me uh, uh, ponder this here for a second. Okay, so like in the beginning, they uh, when when there's the point of no return, they go. They've been hitting on him all this time. He's saying no, 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 no. The car's here. They go. They excuse themselves to the bathroom. They're in the bathroom forever. And he's like, come on, you know, the car's here. You guys got to go. You guys got to go. Get out of here. He goes into the bathroom. They are both 
the two girls are completely buck naked. They grab him, they undo his pants, and start sucking on him while he is still saying no. And then at that point, he finally just gives in and, and does them both. He's like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's do this. <clears throat> okay. But then the whole movie the is based... <laughs> Now, I'm not saying that that's rape, and I'm not saying that he is a completely innocent person in this scenario, but what if the genders were switched? Well, I didn't call that rape. No, I didn't say you did. But the whole movie is based on this one thread of a point, one tiny little thread of a point, that cheating's bad. Yeah. And they punish him for it the entire movie when really they are the ones who did it. Right. Well, yeah, that, but, to me, it's not even them punishing him. They're just, they are just out to ruin somebody's life just because they yeah. can. That's, to me, all it is. Do you feel that that is truly the motivation? Because she has that line right there at the very end when they're leaving. She's like, I was really rooting for you. I thought you were going to be the one to say no. I'm like, he said no for like 20 minutes. And then you start <laughs> sucking true. on him but and I he just, gives I up. I really think they just, they don't care. I think, I mean, everything has been an act with them in the first place. You know, trying to get into the house. You can't really trust anything they say. I just literally think they were just there to just fucking destroy his life for no reason other than to do it. Because they were young and hot and they just wanted to cause chaos. Well, I guess, I mean, that's that's something I didn't personally pick up on or feel. But I really felt like this was really trying to be morality tale about cheating is bad you know but i'm just like well how far how far how many times can you say no and it stick i mean yes he still cheated on his wife he still really got to that point of consenting to to the act but uh like they are they are literally undressing him and he's still saying no yeah that's the thing is there's it's not a it's not a black and white issue so it's hard to to determine what is and what isn't consent, especially in a movie. So, I mean, we you don't have to try to explain it. It's it's It sounds like it's fucked up either way. So. And, I, well, and I don't like, I can't stand, I have a hard time with movies where the main guy can't catch a break. Well, this is the absolute worst movie for that. Yeah. Like, it's it sucked, and it was painful, and it was hard to watch because this, this totally nice dude just got fucked over, and it, is no fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to watch because it's uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, I, like I agree him. with John on. The, I mean, it's not. Uh, I so don't think that it him. was. So, I don't think it was solely about just the cheating aspect. Like they were just ruining him to ruin him. Is the vibe that I got from the movie too? Yeah, they were just doing it for jollies. It's like yeah, you know why some it, people just I go mean, out and murder. And if I knew that, I wouldn't have watched it. I mean, if it was you know, just if it was just about the cheating, fun. they wouldn't have completely wrecked his house and painted all over his wife's statues and done all that. Like, what's the point in that? You know? Well, it's kind of like uh, like the strangers. Yeah, that got brought yeah, up. That was good. We, we yeah. came in and raped you because you because know, you were home. Well, I mean, the strangers in that movie—they just come in and they do it, and for, yeah. for no reason at all. Literally, literally shits and games because they well that she's like why are you doing this well because you were home yeah that's and it's, I like it's I the love same but it's not the same Dustin it's, not, <laughs> it's not the same yeah because I love the strangers yeah um, but 
I'm gonna have to go back and watch Strangers, but I, I still feel like there are still moments in that movie, even though they never do fully fully get the upper hand on the bad guys. But there's still some moments of we can relax for a second. Things are getting under control, and then some they go moment, out of control again. Yeah. But this this movie never has that moment once. I mean, there's one oh, moment my. where where he he starts to choke one of the girls for like a half a second. And and even the girls still play that off as like, oh, uh, you know, all part of their plan. Yeah. So and that's that's ultimately what this movie bugs me about. It's just like so no is, small victories. No, mm-hmm. there's no uh, no moment of levity at all. It's just zero. Hit them fucking with him through this whole movie. Yeah, and I mean, there's a point of being a nice guy, and maybe he doesn't want to hurt them or something. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there were so many opportunities that he could have done something, and he just didn't. Yeah. And even worse, this movie's not even on any of our lists. We're fucking talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not even, not even on it's my on list. One of my lists. Oh yeah, it is on Worst. my shit list. It's, it's <laughs> on one of my lists as well. All right, never mind. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's just all agree to disagree. <laughs> With you. <laughs> oh, cool! I'm. I was really um, excited to hear Terry's perspective on it as well. Just, yeah, there was hope, but it quickly dwindled. Yeah, yeah. You're more wanting to argue with John about why he didn't like Green Inferno. That's what you really wanted. And yet, I still like that movie. I just didn't love it. Hmm. Yeah, there's just. I guess yeah. I just had it built up in my head that you didn't like it. <laughs> that I absolutely hate it. No, that no, was my friends that absolutely despised it. Oh, yeah, I mean, I like oh, it. Mike yeah. would walk around the house just wringing his hands. He's like, I'm going to get that John. <laughs> I'm going to get him. I don't wring for my hands. For months, hand. he's and been I, saying And then that. I ruined it for him. Oh, wait, that guy kind of likes it. Fuck. Pretty excited when we saw you not too long ago. I distinctly remember you saying something about this when we were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but was I wringing my hands? I think you may have been actually. There was a lot of ringing. You, you were yeah. pacing back and forth <laughs> between the kitchen. And- <coughs> I was cooking. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you were thinking <coughs> about this this discussion is what you were thinking. That much like Eli Roth movies, uh, fell flat. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, fine. We can. <laughs> I mean, I, after that one episode, a couple episodes ago, I mean, like, afterwards, Mike, he's just like, oh, John's so lucky he likes Weird Al. That <laughs> <laughs> saved his ass. That's what he said. That's not- yeah, I kept joking that I was going to be off the podcast. I'm like, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, that's how guys. close it was. But then he Thanks said he liked Weird me. Al, and it just <laughs> saved him. Yeah, one of these days we're still... Weird Al saved my life. One of these days you and I are going to do a Weird Al podcast. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about Nature Trail to Hell. Yeah. In 3D. Or we could talk about the movies, movies on our 2015. list. Oh, fine. <laughs> so, That's why we're doing this. So, Dustin, what, what, I'm really curious to know some of the movies you saw. So, why don't you bring up a movie that you saw for 2015? Oh, okay. Well, let, let, let's do a, a palate cleanser here. Let me look at my list. <laughs> it sounds like we need one. Uh, regardless if the majority of you liked uh, uh, Green Inferno. 
Um, let's talk about let's talk about the final girls. Let's just jump right into the final yeah. girls. Nice. That was, nice. That yeah. was fun. I loved it. I I watched the trailer maybe a couple months ago and uh just watched this a couple weeks ago. And uh I thought this movie was pretty damn good and it was almost to the point where the mother-daughter stuff was just so sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like holy cow. They laid it on thick. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know, I guess for the people that who have has everybody got to see it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, good. Um you know, these kids they go to a um a movie theater in which the one of the kids' mother stars in, who has passed away a few years earlier, the movie theater somehow gets in weird events, starts on fire, and they go through the screen and they're inside the movie. And so all the movie rules apply. Uh, all the the characters uh, don't know they're in a movie uh, that were already in the movie, and uh, hilarity ensues. <laughs> but it's just a it's a really cool movie. Um the one thing that really popped out to me was the color in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're horror fans. We love horror movies, but it doesn't always have to be fucking grayscale, you know, yeah. like dark, <laughs> no really color. Yeah. Like this was just a really gr- great uh change of pace and it was the the movie was just so colorful. And pretty, <laughs> that <laughs> it was it was awesome. I loved it. Um, I think Adam Devine almost gave me diabetes uh, just because <laughs> he's just so over the top. It's just like trying to eat a whole box of like Little Debbie snacks. Like he's just he's he was almost too much for this movie. Oh, and that's almost. why I had to I had to almost I, I had to stop watching Workaholics uh, because of that guy. And I'm like, oh, he's in this. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's uh, you know he's 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 perfect for this role because yeah. oh yeah he yes. is an over the top type person. But like I said, he 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 goes to the top of the ladder and he fucking jumps over it uh, with his over the topness. So uh, he was great in it. I thought the main girl was just awesome. Yep. She was so good for that part. And her mom, that girl, she's in so much. I can't think of her name right now. Um, I love her, and she was perfect for this role too. And it was something diff- more different than than I'd ever seen her in. Usually, mm-hmm. she's yeah. in, uh, you know, like really like a raunchy comedy or you yeah. know something like that. But this, she played, she played a, an excellent mother, and she played a good, uh, you know, because she had to play her mother, and then she had to play this character that is in this movie. And what was the name of the movie again? Do you remember Camp Bloodbath or something? Something like that. Yeah. Bloody. Camp Bloodbath. So, yeah, you're right. Something like that. We really Something. loved this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh no no it was excellent. I loved it. I, I mean oh it's fantastic. It was it was so clever and I like when they do the flashback scene and everything uh, goes uh, black and white. Yeah. How it like melts through the scene. They're like, what's going on? Uh oh, flashback. Yep. Like so hilarious and clever. Or the slow motion scene. Yeah, the slow motion scene, just just that great. was that was good. I wasn't expecting stuff like that in the movie. I really like how they how they did that, or even at the beginning of the movie when the movie's just on a constant loop. Right, yeah, that was a cool concept. Like, oh, it's been yeah. another ninety minutes. Here he comes again. <laughs> yeah, movie's always playing. That's it was the, so uh, cool. The soundtrack in this was oh, excellent yeah. too. 
I don't think I've ever heard Dance Hall Days in any movie ever. That's Wang Chung. They're at the beginning when they're in the car uh-huh. before they crash. I've never heard that song in a movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of creamed my jeans there a little bit at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, okay, well, if the movie sucks, <laughs> You'll come at, least in. I, yeah. at least I have that. <laughs> so, but no, the, the soundtrack continues to be amazing. And that end fight scene, um, what are they playing there? That it works so well uh, when she's dancing. Oh, uh, Betty Davis eyes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah because yeah. that's the their song. I, their song, I yeah. That song. I hate that fucking song. But <laughs> that I like that song. But it's 80s. It's 80s, so it's it's not too bad, but I don't like if it's on the radio, I'll probably turn it. But like it it works so well at the end of the scene when she's when she's dancing, she's taking off her shirt, and you see the guy like that's how they lure out the the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was brilliant. Learning to use the rules. Yeah, so cool. Most definitely. And I'm I'm a huge meta fan. I love Obviously you wrote this movie once already. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am going to sue for ripping off my movie, Legend Has It. Um, no, but uh, I love meta movies. I love breaking the fourth wall. I love the, I love concepts of, like, uh, breaking down, like, we're in a movie, and, you know, this is this scene is a flashback, and this, you know, this scene's in slow motion, and calling that stuff out. It's great, and this movie did it perfectly, and yet had, like, all this great comedy in it, but still had a very, very great arc of the lead character with the relationship of her mother. And, like, her whole motivation while being trapped in the movie is to try to save her mother, who is this character in this movie. And watching her kind of uh, evolve from that, you know, that... <clears throat> it was written too well written too well for a movie of this concept, you know what I mean? The mother-daughter part? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, everything was just everything. The look of everything. I loved the killer's mask, that kind of homemade, um, like um, um, paper mache style mask that he made and everything. Totally awesome. Um, oh, so good. I love how uh, uh, how the, one of the ways they get away from the killer is to um, call back the flashback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was ingenious, and then of course you got the the girl who her sole purpose is just to get naked and and get killed, yeah. and so they have to tie gloves to her hand so she can't strip until they need her to. Yeah. <clears throat> Terry, what are your thoughts on Final Girls? Oh, I, I loved it. I, like you, I I love meta cinema. Like it's one of my favorite subgenres, uh, and this one. It just had so much heart to it, and like you said, that really well-crafted arc of of the main girl and her mom, like, I don't think it was too well, like, it was just really nice to have such a strong, like, moral line through a horror movie, even with all of this silliness going on, like, at its core, it's about, you know, accepting grief and moving on and all of that, and it was, it was really good. I, I loved it. It's the whole thing, all of it, everything you guys said. And yeah, the casting was great in it. Um, uh-huh. The woman that the it, it's I find it amazing the woman that played the mom slash character in this movie. How she's playing two completely different ages. Like, 
20 some years yeah. apart from each other and she pulls it off. Yeah. So um I I got to say and huge spoiler alert here but I'd have to say my favorite scene in the movie is the very end of the movie where they all wake up in the hospital beds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they realize they're in the sequel. I'm like, "Yes, that's that freaking awesome. genius. I loved it." <laughs> really though, where else were they going to go? I mean, it's Yeah. There was no sign in the in, in any parts of the movie that showed that they were going to get out of there. Get like, out. Yeah. like it just, you know, so it just keeps on going. <laughs> and of course, you know, the sequel takes place in the hospital. You know, there's a lot of great nods to, uh, yeah. to horror, horror films in this movie as well. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely lots of stuff for the fans in there. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the lead actress. I don't know if you guys talked about that while I stepped away. Um, I don't even know how to say her name. Taisa Farmiga. Oh, she's, she's out of nowhere, right? Well, she's um, Vera Farmiga. Mm-hmm. That's it's her sister. Oh, okay. Like it's her little sister, I think. And she was in uh, American Horror Story. Oh, this all right. girl is yeah. <coughs> A show none of us watch. Yeah. I've no. seen several seasons. Oh. <laughs> I keep telling myself one of these days I'll, I'll binge watch it. But <laughs> Me too. Three. <laughs> you guys probably hate it. Well, the concept in general, I I dig how it's like it's a seasonal anthology movie. Like each season is a different, completely different sure. story. I mean, I think that's genius. But yeah, only the first season's good. Well, I I've heard good stuff about the circus one. Yeah, that one was that was. Still not as good as the first season, but everything else has been, for me, a huge letdown. But okay, and that's why we won't watch it now. But I I do really recommend the first season, though. The first season is fantastic because it's you know a haunted house thing. It's it's really great. And this girl is one of the main characters in that. Cool. Oh, okay. In that first one. Sweet. Sweet. So yes. Um, Final Girl is highly recommended from everybody here mm-hmm. at the Tacular Killer Podcast. I have a feeling it's going to be on major on uh, several lists. When I when I first watched it, I I hadn't really seen any trailers or heard much about it. I just you know see little bitty things here and there. So the way the movie opens in the in the movie movie, and oh. how it looked all scratchy and old. Uh-huh. Like that's what I that's the movie I thought I was going to watch. Thought the whole thing was going to be Grindhouse style? Yeah. So I was like pleasantly surprised, and then exactly like Dustin said, it's like if having thought that that's what I was going to watch for an hour and a half, it became the most bright and colorful movie I've ever seen. (laughs) (coughs) It's a pleasant surprise. For sure. Jason, what about you? What's a movie on your list you want to discuss? Final girls. Um, I'm s- super pumped about Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Holy fucking a. Um, Mike, did you watch that one? He's stepping away, of course. What? You, you know when he asks somebody, that means he's leaving. Okay. You talk for a while. I he's got other ha- things to do. Yeah. He's he's hacking up a lung, I think. Did he see it though? Yes. Mm, 
I fucking loved it. Oh my god. That movie's fantastic. I mean, my I think my favorite thing about it was the dialogue. Heck yeah. Because, uh-huh. like, I mean, I like, I actually like westerns a lot, and I, I watch, I can watch a western without batting an eye, you know, it's not a problem. And then, this is a really good looking uh, western with really cool actors in it, even with Kurt Russell. And. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> but, like, it looks so good, and then just right off the bat, this fucking dialogue is, like, not in a movie I've ever seen before. And it it's just, like a true Western. It like, felt so neat. Uh, just the way they talked. It was so fucking cool. And real somehow, even though it wasn't. I don't know. It's like was more of a book or fancy writer story, but it just worked <laughs> nice. I don't know. And I just couldn't. And then, like, on top of that, from the first fucking frame of the movie is... This was one of the goriest movies I saw this year. Uh-huh. You know, and like I've talked with Mike before and why he thought it was so uh, gore, you know, gory is because there wasn't a lot of music over some of that. Mm. You know, or like you hear him fucking cutting his fucking head off and it's, <laughs> and it's like you hear it. Like, and that's, you're just looking yeah. at this, you're just looking at dirt. And Sid Haig a little bit, and then you just hear just blood, and you got this tan brown movie, and then just this blood is really stands out. I just loved it. Yeah, I'm just glad somebody gave Sid Haig some money. Oh man, right? Yeah. He really appreciated that meal that night. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, sure he did. Yeah, it it made me it made me like what's his face the other guy in the scene. David Arquette. Yeah, I gave up yeah, on him fucking years ago, Man, right? I was he like, nailed it. When he that was movie awesome. opened on Sid Haig and David Arquette, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, Do I, have the I right don't need to like die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little. I did have that thought. Uh, <laughs> David Arquette, that guy better die in the next five minutes. But he was awesome. <laughs> he, but was, yeah, he was. He great. was great. Yeah. And Sid was a nice. You know, uppity Sid, it was great. Yeah. They were both awesome, and just the way it led into the story, and... Because you, uh, you don't know what the fuck to expect in this thing, and... Yeah. I will say, I mean, Jason, you said you kind of have a Western background, I guess, from when you were younger. Yeah. I did, too. Like, I watch Westerns all the time with my stepdad, yeah. and going into this one, I was really... <laughs> concerned like i've seen some more modern things where it's a very forced western like Uh they're trying too hard and it doesn't seem natural and this one was not like that at all like i'm like i am watching one of those old westerns that i used to watch only there's a lot of blood and gore Mm -hmm. on top of it (laughs) awesome facial facial hair yeah yeah epic yeah just sexy (laughs) but like (laughs) Like, you know, without a lot of music. Yeah. And just so, uh, it, it very, really made that... little score at all. It really sold how it was, like, like a Western would have been. Or like that being in that time would have been. It was just so quiet. It felt like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. You know, well, it's like... Well, you gotta worry like, about other shit that can kill you, too. Not just the zombies. Or not zombies, cannibals. I mean, <laughs> poor Patrick Wilson. Yeah. You know... <laughs> 
he's got a bum leg trying to, you know, get through this shit and Yeah. Fuck that could take him at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Just Yeah. So cool. This really has one of the best uh casts. It was a great cast. Cast was great. Performances were great. Like the fucking old guy was so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was. What's his name? I'm blanking on his name right now. My wife is showing me because she loves him. The dad from from Step Brothers. That guy. God damn, that was him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like I didn't even recognize him at first. I'm like, no, no, that's not so much. Dude is awesome, and he was so fucking funny. And yes, oh yeah, I've seen awesome wrong things every time. He was, yeah, he was. Richard Jenkins. Part. Richard Jenkins. Yeah. He's awesome in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. I mean, him and Bradley Woodford make that movie. Right oh, there. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But Richard Jenkins is just a fantastic <clears throat> actor. I mean, he was he was great on uh, Six Feet Under. Yeah. He's, just, so he's been good. in so many great things. He's. He was perfect for the role. He, he never I mean, did anything like was this, cast. and it felt so real. Like this, this oh man, he nailed it. So, oh yeah, everybody did though on their perspective roles. Yeah, like oh, when I saw Matthew Fox walk oh, in, yeah. I'm like he oh, was fuck. so good. As I was this. like, he was gonna be horrible. Nope. I I know. I was like, oh, he's gonna ruin this for me. He's gonna ruin it. It was and really was fucking great. cool. Yeah, yeah. was Matthew Fox, the white suit the, guy. Oh okay, he went up <laughs> what, why would he have ruined it? What's he in? Lost uh, main Party character. Of five. Oh, yeah, main character of Lost. Like yeah. you don't think of him being in a role like this. No. Like, he's not like a horrible actor, you know, in his other stuff. It's just like, eh, you know, I just think of him as just a basic TV actor. Not horrible, not great, but he just he was great as uh, as that guy. Just yeah. you just want to punch him every time <laughs> he opens his mouth. And then you then and then when he gets it, you're like, fuck. You know, like yeah, I actually felt yeah, bad. yeah. Like, fuck, like I, oh, I was rooting for him towards the end. I assumed he was going to make it. Nope, yeah, nope, not anywhere close. And then to like just be honorable and help to the end. So uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Well, should we stop dancing around it and talk about what's really on our minds? <laughs> the biggest gross-out moment of the movie. Oh. <laughs> Which gets my biggest gross-out of the movie of the year. The scalp oh. scene from uh-huh. Bone Tomahawk. That was your. F- oh. <laughs> oh wait, the I whole mean, thing. The okay. whole thing. Because they the do. Because I was like, oh hey. yeah. What a scene I had to though. Think about it for a second there. The uh, the uh, the the crotch scene as well. Uh, oh no! Well, that's all. That's the all one sequence there. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> the wishbone. Yeah, but I, I'm just focusing the on the crotch part. <laughs> yeah, wishbone. Yeah. That's what a good way to describe it. <laughs> what I was amazed about that moment is how seamless it was. Yeah. Like. It went from real actor to special effect without cutting away to the point where you're like, they're really cutting a fucking guy in half right here. I think they're chopping a dude. Yeah. From, from crotch to neck, you're cutting this guy that in half. Was, uh, that was still haunts me. And they showed it. Yep. That's one of the most brutal scenes of they didn't shy away any much. movie that I can think of. Yeah. You know, especially one that was released in a theater. Like, holy fuck. Oh, and you know what makes it too. worse? Is is it's Kurt Russell's lines? Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. You're like, you know, there's not, and they they go on and they explain that he's like, they're gonna come, and he's like, yes, savages. You know, it's just like everything that everything that he says, I'm saying in my mind as I'm watching that. I'm like, this is exactly what I'd be saying. Like, oh my God, it's so it's it's so awful. When he's just like, why did you say that? Nobody's coming, you know, or whatever the hell the thing was. He's like, 
if I'm being killed like that, I'd want to hear that. Like, you want to hear hope. You want that last, you yeah. know, second of hope that somebody will get out of this. You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> what else is pretty scary? Oh. That is, because um, he's. I can't remember if he's he's, he's blinded or not. I can't. See, I can't remember. Uh, but he's talking about David Arquette's character, and he's like, "That man, he was awful. He deserved to die." And like, you start to imagine after the the scenes, like, "Oh fuck, what happened to him? What yeah. they do?" Yeah. You know, it's like maybe the same thing. But these this this tribe of 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 you know Native Americans, Indians, whatever you want to call them, troglodytes, troglodytes, <laughs> cannibals. They are like seasoned butchers taking oh this poor guy apart, and oh, they yeah. don't. It's just it's just. No hesitation. Everything is done, and it's, they've obviously done it before, and it and it showed in their performance. <laughs> well, and you know, one of the the scariest things for me about this movie—I mean, nothing really scares me anymore—but the sound they make when they're call, you know, oh, their, their communication. Calls, yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck! That is haunting. Like if I hear <laughs> oh that, God. I'm just gonna get in the car. I'm gonna keep driving. <laughs> yeah. <Just keep> going. <laughs> I'm going to end up, you know, on the East Coast, and I'll be like, well, at least I'm still alive. Sorry that all my family's dead. And how badass was it, like, when when Patrick Wilson is is making his comeback, and he rips that out of one of their throats and uses Mm -hmm. it? That was amazing. Holy shit. (laughs) I think that 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 whole idea of them being able to use that as communication is brilliant. Because, as we know, I I went into this blind. I didn't watch any trailers. I just got my ears. So you don't know if they are going to if you know if the end of the, into the at the end of this movie if you're going to see a monster, uh, a spiritual ghost of something, I mean, <clears throat> like you you just don't know. And but everything's practical. I mean these are these are just human beings that are a crazy freaking race of people that have somehow carved <laughs> something in their necks. Yeah, they can well, kill you in mere that. seconds. Yeah. Just the way they show up and you're fucking dead. So yeah. fast. They are absolutely brutal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I thought too, Dustin. I'm like, even to the point where we got, where we were finally getting to see the cannibals, I thought, is there, is there something more supernatural going on? Because that, that cry is not natural. That, that, that right. shriek. The fact that you could take that out of their, yeah. And then, and then they're all like, you know, covered in like white mud and, you know, kind of ghost like looking. And, <clears throat> and then, like, I had forgotten. At one point, this movie take play, took place in the old a Western times, time and yeah. so there was a couple times where they would get shot at point blank range, and they don't go down. I'm like, oh, but these guys are supernatural. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this is like, this is like turn of the century uh, um, gunpowder here. It may take it may take a couple shots, yeah. Well, and I I took it as they were kind of an evolved species, like. Like that was that's a, that's the thing that, about the new world is like there was no history that you know it's like there could have I mean it that's the fun part about this movie is it makes you think there what, what there could have been lots of things living on the land you yeah. know until mm-hmm. yeah that's true I mean hidden away in the mountain and but then what's great about this movie is it also can make you think on the other side of things is like were these guys already like this and this is this is their environment. Or did when white man come along and start taking over? Did they resort to this? I think they were. I think always. they were always because the always one yeah. Native American friend and in the town are, was like, "We don't fucking go there." Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You want to go there? Fuck you! I know. Tracks. We avoid that. 
Like they he were, was. They were fun. Very, oh, sorry. Well, go ahead. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that, that Native American that they talk to before they go there, he's just like, you guys are going to go there and you're going to die. Like, I, like I'm paraphrasing there, but like, he's like, you're not going to make it out alive. And they, you know, they almost don't. I mean, they get, it's, it's, it's luck that they get yeah. out alive. Spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, either way, like that guy was pretty blunt and just like, these guys are going to kill you. They are, they, they, they were even like a scourge to their Native American tribe. Like that's, <laughs> like, that's how out brutal. Yeah. Yeah. No, what I was going to say was uh, how intelligent they really are. Like, just with their hunting technique, but the fact that they're up in this, you know, hidden cave, and they have to call to each other to be let back up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, they got to call to the, their buddy up there, and he'll let down the rope and stuff like that. They're very, very good with hiding and hunting and just being absolutely brutal. Yeah. They're this weird level of evolved creature that partly man, partly beast. They're just, oh man. I'll tell you what, guys. The wishbone scene wasn't the worst one for me. Uh, it was. It, I mean, it, uh, it like it gets me. It gets me so much. And you know, don't just just let me say it, guys. Don't don't. <laughs> Don't say shit, okay? Just let me say it. Just say it. I was really getting into Kurt Russell. And it just just let me talk. Oh. Just let me talk. I'm so happy right now. I was I was uh I was in it with Kurt, man. He's the hero. He's he's like he's like, I gotta fucking go. Oh, I'm gonna risk it all and I'm gonna go. Yeah. You oh know? my god. I was so sad. And like it it was like the epitome of uh, no music, and it was just like it felt like it was the first damage to the hero party, and it was just it happened quietly, it happened quickly, and it almost didn't seem real, but like the guy just he just kind of reached at him with his little bone and and then suddenly there's a giant gaping hole in his stomach, <laughs> and it's like. And it's just like, I just couldn't, I just am shocked still. It's just like how easily and fragile and how, I don't know, that was what was real to me. It was just like, yeah, just the fragility of everything. And, and it's just, but it's just the way it happened so quietly and easily. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was one of the It was just, like, that was like the most brutal thing I I, I take from the movie was that well, and taking just that, that moment that red hot flask and oh, shoving it shoving into his open wound <laughs> Jesus Christ I've never is, seen anything like that in a movie yeah. that was just oh. unreal like I'm yeah. like what this yeah. no that's <laughs> how you cauterize things right like <laughs> oh sorry buddy we cut you open here hold on let and me fix boiled that. his insides like oh. Jesus Christ Christ. Yeah, just just how how hard he fought to get there, and then just to be <gasps> taken out so easily. So yeah, hard to watch. Yeah. Well, he yeah, has a great so last hurrah, though. Oh, I fucking mean. right. Oh yeah, such and, badass. I love the end of the movie where he's you know he hears the three shots and he got and he throws the rock down. <laughs> you're like, all right, yeah, all right. And the crazy old man fucking lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, spoiler, whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> had, the, had the least amount of damage done to him too. He was, yeah. yeah, that's true. You're just goof. If you're just a goof, you get by. I love that that line when um, Kurt Russell's like up against the wall and he's like, you know, give me the gun and and uh, he's uh, he says something. <coughs> Kurt Russell says, "Tell my wife." And oh yeah. He's oh. like, uh, and I'll say hello to yours or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so oh. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. The dialogue in this movie. <laughs> The dialogue in this movie was incredible. The way they talk uh, to each other. Yeah. Well, the writer and director is a an author. Like he does. Apparently, the westerns that he has written are like ultra violent. Huh. That's mm. one of the reasons why Kurt Russell is like, "Yep, doing this movie." <laughs> like, I've read his stuff. This guy's this guy's amazing. So now I want to check his stuff out. Yeah. I was assuming he did this movie just because he was growing his beard out for the Hateful Eight. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is gonna take a few months. I got I got some other things I could do too. You know, how fucked was the fucking the the women that got were pregnant in the other room? Oh, yeah. oh, oh my god. god! With fucking sticks in their eyes and bounded just to those fucking cannibals. Yeah, <laughs> savages. Fucking cannibals. Damn, I love this movie. I wasn't. I didn't. I knew I'd like it, but. I wasn't expecting to fucking love it. Holy <laughs> shit, it was brutal. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Man, I might have to move that on my list a little more now. Shit. <laughs> That's what happens during the discussions. I'm like, hmm, I have to rethink some things. No, no, it's good. That's why we save the list for last. <clears throat> Terry, what about you? What what movie uh what movie should we discuss? Did anyone else watch A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? Nope. No. Sadly, no, but I no. I know that would probably be on the list if I had seen it. <laughs> um, how about What We Do in the Shadows? Yes! I yep. still want to see it. Ah, missed it. Really? Oh. <sighs> you guys would love it. You need to see it. It's oh so my funny. God. It is so awesome. I can't believe I waited so long to watch this freaking movie. Ditto. Like, Ditto. I've watched it twice already. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch it again. It's so good. I mean, okay, the basic concept of this is that there is this small group of vampires that are rooming together in this house, and they're preparing for this uh, this celebration that they put on. And they've allowed these uh, documentary filmer people to come in and kind of document their process and kind of just visit them and see how they live. It is so fucking hilarious. Like, I love British humor and... (laughs) Well, this I guess they're technically from New Zealand, but... Same thing. Same kind of humor. It's an accent. It feels the same. (laughs) Oh, it's just... so fucking funny like just oh these are just some vampires and they're roomies and <laughs> they've got like fucking Nosferatu in the basement basically I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but his name's like Peter uh, <laughs> and you've got Jermaine Clement basically like the the 90's Bram Stoker's Dracula, Dracula version like he's basically just spoofing 
Gary Oldman from that movie yeah. the entire time, and it's hilarious. <laughs> like one of his first scenes is like yeah. um, the one guy's going through and introducing all the the flatmates and waking them up. And he opens the door, and it's just like this weird, this wide open shot of him. Him, it looks like against the wall or a ceiling or something, just surrounded by all these beautiful naked women. Red satin flowing. (laughs) And then they shut the door, and then like three seconds later, it opens back up, and he just walks out. Oh my god. So funny. And then, uh, there's just, uh, I can't even, there's just so much goodness. Like it. It takes, like, every stereotypical vampire thing and, like, puts them into these characters and then just puts them in a flat together. Like, and then you have werewolves, too. Like, Restarty <laughs> is the head of... Werewolves, not town. swearwolves. That's right. We're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> <laughs> I lost life. it. Yeah. <laughs> we need the t-shirt it's, of that. It's, like, it's almost a full, like, Flight of the Concours reunion. Yeah. yeah. So uh, happy to see Reese there. Yeah, oh, I, I loved it, the whole thing. Just so brilliantly done. And really, a lot of the... There's been a lot of horror comedy coming out this year. Oh, yeah. And this is one of the few... Like, I think the final girls in, in this one are definitely the most successful by far. Okay. Looking at my list here, and I can agree with that, because I think half of my list is comedy, so... <laughs> um oh man yeah it is it's so funny all the interactions with the werewolves even right off the bat when they're talking about what's his name it's time, it's time to do the dishes because it's been seven years since he's done the dishes and they just get into <laughs> five years oh what's his deacon his name's deacon when they get into each other's face about it but they like but they, like, float. They, they like float up above the air and hiss at each other <laughs> Because of the dishes. It's so funny. And then you got the one guy, the, um, oh my god, the you know, computer consulting guy or whatever. That oh, He's just a human, but everybody loves him. He's like the coolest Stan guy. Or... Yeah, something like that. Stan. Not and they Stan. Uh, and they just, um, they think he's the coolest guy. And they yeah. want, <laughs> and, uh, but he hardly ever says anything through most of the movie. <laughs> Teaches him how to work a computer and like, uh, <laughs> well, what was the one line about like they were teaching him how to how to how to do Google search? And he's like, um, Stu, his name's Stu. Stu, yeah. <laughs> and he's teaching the, teaching the one vampire how to do Google search, and he says something about like, uh, well, I'm trying to find the, this uh, these pair of sunglasses I lost like eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shows them. Um, videos of of sunrises and they're like oh <laughs> it's just so good when the when the one guy he's the new vampire and i think they were they were like trying to get some nods in on the twilight phenomenon with uh-huh. that character but that when he first becomes a vampire and he tries to float in through the window <laughs> he, can't, he can't get all the way in yeah. and they're just like they're like just walk just walk <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just uh, yeah. I mean, it's so much of that. It's just the general. It's just the general story, and there's just so much that happens. But it's mm-hmm. just all like all of it's just these little gimmicks like throughout. But it's they're just awesome and so well done. Like how the new guy, I think his name is Nick. 
the new guy that becomes mm-hmm. a vampire, like he's like going around to the clubs and he's just telling everyone that he's a vampire. Yep. Like, no, don't do that. And he got, goes up to someone and he says he's a vampire, and then the guy's like, "Oh, I'm a vampire hunter." And you think that he's joking, and then he shows up at their house. They're like, "Why did you do this? Yep. Why did you you killed Peter?" Well, and that's what's great about it too. It's just like there's all these like different different vignettes throughout the whole thing but they all tie in together to yeah. to, to service a story and the majority of this movie is Im- improv my understanding that the like there is like hours upon hours and upon hours of footage they shot for this of them just riffing and doing things oh my gosh and could you imagine um, but then they managed to all tie this together and, and have um, you know different like plot points and storylines going on you know, with the with the stew with the there there's the stew character and the werewolves and then the uh-huh. the um the beast. <laughs> Who's just an ex girlfriend. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah, it was just so much fun throughout, for sure. I really like um the guy who plays Viago. I think he was also one of the writers or directors too. Um, he was great the entire time. Oh, he yeah. was one of my favorites. <laughs> which one and was there, which one was he? I get the name so confused. Yeah, he's the one that goes and wakes them all up in the morning, like that guy, Diago. His best scene is when he, he's he's with that girl on the couch and <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna bite her neck. And he's just like trying to smooth talk her and stuff, and so he's trying to keep her unaware. But he's laying down newspaper all over the floor <laughs> because he yells at somebody earlier. Why can't you just put down newspaper? <laughs> but and then, then, oh, go ahead. And then, yeah. Well, and then he he bites her neck, and he like hits an artery, so there's just blood spewing everywhere. And he's like trying to catch it like a water fountain or something. <laughs> like it's just spraying all over his face. <laughs> Uh, and they're so light about it. <laughs> like, oh. And that's the thing. Like, the uh, the effects in this are really well done. It, it, they're kind of shocking and jarring, too, because it's like you just don't expect it you know, from this, like, this low-budget <clears throat> mockumentary type hand-held of... Handheld thing, yeah. Thing, yeah. Like, you got the like some great wire work of them floating. There's the moment where he turn, when one turns into a bat and flies away. Oh, yeah. Or the one the bat fight. The bat that fight. Oh, I forgot amazing. about the bat fight. Yeah. <laughs> the or the the most shocking one to me that I thought was hilarious and disturbing all at the same time is when 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 they're tormenting the one guy because they're getting ready to eat him and he's running through the house <laughs> and he runs in and finds what's his face um, turned into a dog but he still has his human head on him. Oh, it's a cat. Oh, it's a cat. That's right. Was... Cat Jermaine. Yeah. Uh... Vladislav. It's just a cat with his face superimposed on it. And the effect looked really good. It was, And it was like funny, but really disturbing all at the same time. It's a great uh, setup, yeah. And there there are so many references for fans too. Like, I love the, uh, the Lost Boys thing with the worms at the table. Yeah. <laughs> like, we love, this is a fun trick we love to do. We we give them biscotti and then we tell them that it's worms. <laughs> oh my god! And one guy tries to do it at the restaurant with French fries. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, it's got to be something that already looks like worms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> it's it's very dry British humor for sure, but I love it. <laughs> That's what makes it work, though. I mean, if it was like it does, yeah, over the top slapsticky or wink wink at the camera too much, you know, it's like it wouldn't be as funny. Yeah. Oh man, hmm? it's so a good great. one. Very good one. <sighs> John, what about you? What what movie do you want to talk about? Have you? How about How about Knock Knock? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> um, did anybody watch Spring? Yes. Yes. Okay, Fucking good. We right. can talk about that because I was worried that nobody else watched it. <laughs> Me too. That's awesome. I I love this movie so much. Um, so much. It's it's not like anything else uh-huh. I've seen this year or in a long time. It's it it's even hard to call it a horror movie. Kind of. Uh-huh. It's it's a romantic. Horror, because that's been done whatever. before. But it's, but it's still like it's not like nothing else I've ever seen. Uh, beautifully shot. I mean, the characters are great. Um, story was cool. Yeah, the, neat I mean, twit, the story's you know. fantastic. It's, it's just a very unique story. I mean, some of the special effects here and there were a little uh, squiffy, but sure, but. But I mean, it's it's low budget, but it's so well done and so well acted and. Uh, the the main actress in it i she's pretty much you know supposed to be one of the you know in a way throughout time i guess spoiler alert she's supposed to be one like one of the most beautiful women alive or ever and she's she is absolutely gorgeous they they picked a great actress for the role and even the guy uh that's interested in her um he's the the long-haired guy from uh the evil dead remake Lou Taylor Pucci yeah sure oh. He's going to be a Crypticon. Oh, oh really? Awesome. Well, yeah. Fuck. God, I might have to go. <laughs> but it's, it's Spring is such a fantastic romantic movie slash horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it really is more of a romantic it, movie it, than anything. It is. With it's, a little bit of horror thrown in, but it, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's, it's, just it's a so romantic great. drama that's also... A monster movie. It's a romantic monster movie. I'll tell you what, though, man. I about turned it off. It was. It had the worst opening scene since Up. <laughs> oh, like it was. Yeah. It was, it was too bad. hard and real. That sucked. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about it, but really, the, while he's still in America, the whole thing is yeah, just. It's like the most depressing shit I've ever fucking seen. It's yeah. Like, he just, why do he I want to keep watching anymore. this? And then, thank God, he meets her. Yeah. And she's shady as fuck, but yeah. she has to be. But it's just yeah, a, it's it such was, a unique story. It was good, but yeah, I have a hard time calling it a straight up horror movie for sure. Oh yeah, totally. And it it was definitely a bit of a slow burn too. I definitely. mean, it was it was good, but yeah, I could. I mean, I've recommended it to a lot of. A lot of people, and I I knew that they wouldn't like it just because it is a slow burn. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're gonna watch it going into it and you're expecting a horror movie, you're not gonna get that for well over an hour or so into the film. Like you, you really... barely get horror in it. That, but it's it yeah. qualifies just enough. I mean, oh yeah, she there she does some things that are bad. Yeah, uh-huh. rabbit. Aww. <laughs> I missed the rabbit. But, uh, 
And the ending Which, so perfect. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's so one good. of the few horror-ish movies that I have where there's actually a good ending, like happy ending. Like I actually feel, you know, great and uplifted after watching it. Yeah. Cuz everything else I watch is, you know, nihilistic and depressing. <laughs> like everybody's dead. Not in, it, not in this the one. credits must be coming. Oh. And then, God, I'm so glad you guys got to see it. I love this I, movie. I, I was really worried that nobody else in the group saw it. <laughs> I really, really was worried because it's just, you know. Right. It's not like anything else that we normally talk about or that Man, would even I, be on anybody's radar. I prowled lists like hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched so many movies that I saw just mentioned on any lists anywhere. Like, oh, that seems interesting. I'll give that a try. But I still have, like, so many that I didn't even Me get too. to. It's oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <gasps> but I definitely, yeah, that one I saw mentioned several times. I'm like, all right. It's, we'll it's a, a there's shot. a reason why it ended up on a lot of uh, year end lists. It's solid. Yeah. Just yeah. beautifully acted, beautifully shot. I mean, yeah, it was definitely nothing like shooting in something you know in a small you know Italian town. It, has, it was definitely something new. Like I've yeah. never really seen any other movie like that. It had that low budget heart to it. Mm-hmm. Spirit. You know. I look forward to you know what the director and writers do. I mean, yeah. I think they. I think that because well, it was a couple of guys, wasn't it? They they wrote and directed it together. I can't remember. I don't remember. But yeah. Either way, the 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 people behind the movie. I really look forward to see what they can do next. I'll definitely uh, support them. Cool. Yeah, spring. Awesome. Oh, for me, um, trying to think of one one I want to bring up. Everybody get to see Deathgasm? Fuck yeah, Deathgasm! <laughs> of course I saw yes. it. I love metal. <laughs> I think I think you were the first to see it, there, John. Yeah, yeah. You got us excited to make sure we saw it. Yeah. Dustin, did you say yes? Yes, I did say yes. Okay. <laughs> Yes. And Terry, did you see it too? Yes. Oh, we've all seen it. Sweet. Yay. We can bring about Satan. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I love I love him heavy metal horror movies, you know. So much. Black Roses, um, Trick or Treat. But they <laughs> all pale in comparison to, to the... This is the quintessential heavy metal horror movie. It's a heavy metal album brought to life. <laughs> it really is. That's really what it comes down to. It really is. That's a good. That's a good uh, way of putting it. It was so fun. <clears throat> a lot of fun. Pretty funny in some parts, you know, and some great gore. Great fucking gore. Oh yeah, over the top. Well, and for somebody like me who actually, you know, I'm sure a few of our listeners, like some of my my pals, you know, we actually <coughs> really know some of that obscure metal, and. You could tell that the people behind the movie actually gave a shit, yeah. except for the yeah. trip posters. <clears throat> Fuck that. There were way too many trip posters in this. But for the one. most part, the people behind this were very knowledgeable, and it really felt like these guys are finding, you know, this legitimate band and, you know, found this music that brings about death and destruction. Yeah, and yeah, that's what's great about it. It's a it's a it's a heavy metal nerd movie. It really is because it really speaks to to uh, you know metalheads. 
Um, because it's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah, uh, it you really know, is. Name dropping of the bands and <clears throat> and uh, everything about it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, pure metal. It's very, very it, cool. It, it wasn't name dropping current bands that real metal heads don't like, except for Trivium. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scene in the whole movie is definitely the sex toy fight scene. <laughs> oh my oh, god! By was, far the best yeah. scene. Seriously, so hilarious. Yep. Oh my god. It wouldn't end. <laughs> Slow motion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, that whole scene just even even not just the uh, the sex toy part. That was a pretty you know amazing scene anyway because the chainsaw yeah. like close to his face. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that no, was good. Just a great, I mean, just a really great movie overall. So, so many great scenes. Ultra violent. Yeah. Fuck this, I'm getting off the podcast. Good I want to watch it again. <laughs> Later. You can go buy it at Walmart. Where oh, it's God. called, what is it, Heavy Metal Apocalypse? Yeah, did they change I, the I, title I too? That, I want to buy yes. that. The cover's hideous, man. I know they, I know so they changed good. the cover. He's like, one of them's holding like a machine gun now. I'm like, what? Yeah, they took out the guy that was looking at a chainsaw and exchanged it for someone holding like a, a shotgun or something. And then they completely changed. I don't even know why they had to change the title, though. Gasm. Gasm, yeah. This is Walmart. Oh, heaven forbid. We all know the people at Walmart don't have sex. Are you for real? Awful. I'm looking at the cover now. Jason just it's brought it so up. Bad. Oh. It's so bad. It's the worst. Shit. So bad. Walmart always does this shit. They oh, I mean, and I kind. The thing is, Walmart still is willing to bring these movies in, and that's that's great. But at they the always want to fuck with shit. Like I, I don't. I mean, I guess you know that's probably one of the leaders <clears throat> that you can get. So the people. Who made this movie? Are gonna yeah. That. Are you gonna buy this version, John? I, I well, it's, I think it's just the slipcover, but I still want to get that just because <laughs> it's so bad. But it's just—I don't know. I think if I—I I mean, I guess it'd be kind of a pickle if I were the the filmmakers, but I don't know if I would let them change it that much. Well, have I told you guys about mm. my my friend's movie Proxy? Mm-hmm. I think I mean I think we've maybe I maybe mentioned it before. But I was talking to the director, and he told me Walmart wanted to change the cover to have, like, a pacifier on it or something. And the tagline was going to be, evil is born. And he's like, nobody gets fucking born in this movie. The kid, like, there are no kids being born. Like, this has nothing to do with the fucking movie. Like, why would you have that as a tagline? So So it's not even a censorship deal. They just, they feel like they have to be involved. They're just fucking dipshits. But they, <clears throat> at least they still want to carry these movies. That's 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 really frustrating. <laughs> that's what it, that is. What's frustrating because it's like to the point now where it's blatantly obvious that Walmart has become too big and too powerful that yeah. they can just fuck with things for the sake of fucking with it. A holiday horror story. Yeah. Like what? Come on, just fuck. It, it was Christmas horror story. Nobody's gonna get offended by that. That's the name of the fucking movie. Oh, it's <sighs> outrageous. Oh my censorship God. sucks. Well, this, even go, this even goes beyond just censorship, though. And, this, and that's what 
makes censorship such a bad thing because this is what it leads into. Easy. Well, then don't distribute your movie at Walmart. I'm not going to. I'm not going to buy fucking movies at Walmart, even though in another couple months I'm not going to have an option. Online? Amazon. Besides online. Amazon's the best. Oh, god damn it. Uh, Dustin, what do you think of Deathgasm? Turn this back around. Make it happy again. Oh, wow. <laughs> he hated it. <laughs> hated it. That would be the route, yeah. <clears throat> no, I didn't I didn't hate it. Um, I think 15-year-old Dustin would probably like it a lot more <laughs> than 32-year-old Dustin. Uh, because I just, I, I, I was, man, I was trying so hard to get into this movie. And I just couldn't do it, and I don't know what it was. I just, I just felt like it was. Uh, man, I can't. Was it too over to... the top, or? No, no, no. It wasn't too over the top, and some of the gags are what's so funny about it. But you know, I, I felt like they, the the buddies, the two guys in it, um, could have been just a little bit more. Uh, I guess oblivious to what was happening. Like they were almost too smart to be these metalheads, I felt. Thanks, Dustin. Metalheads. <laughs> <laughs> I've 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 seen these guys before. I've met these guys a hundred times. But it, that that's why I hate other metalheads. <laughs> like my friends and I are all metalheads, but we hate all other metalheads because I'm not trying to be a dick, but we're smart. <laughs> a lot of them aren't. Right, so, right. Sorry to everybody out there that's metalhead listening to this, but seriously. And the the main guy is well. Either way, I guess maybe kind of a poser. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah. The the <clears throat> now see I don't I don't listen to to this type of metal, um, so I didn't recognize any of the bands. But it's cool that you guys are saying that it's legit and it's you know obscure stuff and which is you know that's obscure that's, that's enough uh, enough to where it's you know uh, a metalhead like you guys can recognize those those yeah. things and that's cool. Um, I guess I was just more to the point where like I guess the story um, I thought it was was the neat stuff in it was the, them finding the music and then you know the the first thing that comes to mind is to play it you know <laughs> just. <laughs> Like let's let's just play this, you know. Let's just have it be one of our songs. Exactly uh, I would do. The uh, <laughs> and the, and those guys, you know, I think they would have worked a little bit more. Uh, would have worked a little bit better if they were more like Bill and Ted, um, in in the way of their smarts. I see what you're saying. You you, especially for the sake of the comedy, you want them to be a, a more dumber duo, like a like a Bill and Ted. Or a Bob and Doug McKenzie, or a Cheech and Chong kind of thing, right? Right, 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 exactly. That way, um, the story could kind of develop in a way like uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little, um, where things are happening, but they're so dumb and they're so oblivious, and just dumb luck that they make it out alive, is is more what I, I felt like it could have went. Um I, and I guess another part that I didn't like was that those those guys, <clears throat> obviously one guy's an asshole. The 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 bassist, this guy's just a fucking dickhead. Um, yeah, it goes after the other guy's girl. He's a That's, he's a snobbish uh, metalhead, like yeah, a lot of us. <clears throat> and that that comes to light later on in the movie, and he bails. 
And, you know, and at that point in the movie, I'm like, good, because that guy fucking sucked. (laughs) And then he comes back at the end of the movie for why? I'm legitimately asking why. Like, he's just... You don't leave your metal bros hanging. Is that what it was? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, it's obviously the movie's supposed to be about these two guys and their friendship and that stuff, but... Yeah, they don't I think, do a good enough job of, of him or both of them wanting to mend that relationship, though. Yeah, I agree with that. I could see that. Absolutely. So on that part, I was kind of like, huh, uh. But uh, I, I, I really liked the, 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 the keyboardist and the, uh, the drummer. <laughs> yeah, those characters <laughs> are great. They deserved their fate. Yeah. Like, I was bummed when they got killed. Yeah, spoiler yeah. alert. But yeah, when I really, got... really wanted some uh, electronic music in there. <laughs> That, was, that poor guy. They could have been like Dream Theater, and they could have went that route. I love how when the whole th- thank the, God they didn't. I love when the whole world has gone to shit, and um, they 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 uh, go hide out at the school or whatever. And when the metalheads meet up with them, they're still just playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Another thing that really worked in this movie. Um, was when they would kind of do when she listens to metal for the first time and it like hits her. Like oh, yeah. we've, we've all been there. Like when we're listening to something and we really like it, that's kind of the place that we go to. Oh, that, is, that whole scene was hilarious. It doesn't have to be metal. It could be any type of music or any type of hobby. But like that's the place you go to when you're really enjoying something. And they depicted that very well. So she that definitely, was, she definitely got a white on. On that one, that was so good. It was. It. it I guess it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. I watched the trailer before I, I. I watched the movie, and I'm like, oh wow, this looks like this is perfect for me. And then, like I said, it, I think it kind of ended up being like if I was 15 years old, I would have watched it. I probably would have just fallen in love with it and watched it many, many times. But I just, I don't know. I just, I had had a little bit of trouble with it. And I don't hate it. Um, but I just, man, sounds like you guys really like it and I, it, I just yeah. couldn't into it. I'm sorry. I just liked the, the little references to, uh, stuff here and there. Like when they're doing the whole music video, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that is, does anybody know what that's making fun of? Anybody? Air, maybe? No, no, no. Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> it's got, they have to be making fun of, uh, a, a video that the, Infamous black metal band Immortal made back in the day, and it's it look it's just as bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> pretty much Google Immortal <laughs> band in the forest or whatever, and you're gonna get the same fucking thing, and it's fucking hilarious. I mean, awesome. that that's one of the one of the reasons why I like Deathgasm is because a lot of metalheads can't take themselves seriously, or take themselves too seriously. I mean, yeah. they can't have a good time, and this totally. Pokes at him. Pokes at it, but in a fun <laughs> way. But, like, yeah, seriously, like, watching an Immortal video, they're, like, way too into it. This is all legit. We're from Norway. We fucking hate everything. But we're in a forest. But we're in a forest, and we look ridiculous because we have corpse paint on. I mean, I know I know, black metal is totally fucking ridiculous when it comes down to it, but it, I still love it. And I, <laughs> the guy behind Deathgasm, I think, he gets that. He He loves it, but he knows it's totally over the top and ridiculous. Awesome. And once again, I just want to shut this off and just go watch Deathgasm. So. <laughs> or listen to Black Metal. I really don't. One of the two. 
worship Satan. I'm assuming you put black metal music in when you go to sleep at night. Um, I used to. It really helps them <laughs> relax. It does. <laughs> the you wife probably doesn't allow that, though, nowadays. Huh? The what now? The wife probably doesn't allow that nowadays. Yeah, she's used to it, but I usually just put my headphones in, but I listen to black metal at work all the time, and my, my coworkers hate it. Awesome. <laughs> Which hey. makes you want to turn it up more. Oh, yeah, I want to blast it even more. I'm like, you don't like this? Okay, I'm going to crank it. <laughs> but it keeps me calm at work, so I don't punch people. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I need that. <clears throat> Start listening to that work. You should. I don't think it'll fly in my work. Probably not. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> so we should probably get into our lists. Then you think? Sure. Who wants to go first? Oh boy. John, he's the new guy. Okay. Well, I was gonna go pee. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> Which you want, way do you, you, want go? My, you want my best of first? Yeah, let's do your, let's do the best of. Uh, right, start do... at ten and work your way down. Ten? I did five. Oh, you only did five? Well, like I have honorable mentions. All so, right. Uh, well, let's say okay. So uh, we'll start with Final Girls. That's on. We'll we'll say that's on there. Uh, let <laughs> us pray. Did anybody else see that one? No. Uh, uh-uh. I wanted to. That's on that's, It's a, it's fantastic. Uh, we are still here. Oh, loved it. Also fantastic. Now for my real part of the list. <laughs> uh, number five, Horsehead. Did, has anybody no. even heard of this? No. Um, it's a very confusing plot. I still don't even understand it. Um, my buddy called it The Cell with like better visuals and uh, makes less sense. Wow. It's, oh. about, a, it's about this girl... Who's having these reoccurring dreams about this creature? I guess you will oh, with a I horse remember, head. I remember seeing stuff about it. And yeah. all, and and it's it's she keeps having it. So then she tries to you know get the lucid dream thing going on and tries to control it. And there's stuff involving her like grandma, her mom, her grandpa. Uh, I think possibly incest. It's royally fucked up. Like. The story is kind of, you know, it's just confusing, but the visuals, it's not like anything else I've seen, too. I mean, it's its kind of like if uh, David Lynch maybe did some acid oh. and made a movie. Whoa. And Wait, he's already stuck anyway. I was going to say, who, who's to say he hasn't when well, he yeah, makes this a movie? <clears throat> okay, maybe he didn't do acid and he made a movie. Um, but I highly <laughs> recommend, I highly recommend Horsehead. It's available on Blu-ray uh, through Amazon. Um, I really... I can't really explain the movie other than it's just disturbing. Um, number four, Suburban Gothic. Did anybody else see that? No. <laughs> I don't know that one either. Suburban Gothic is a uh, horror comedy with Cat uh, Dennings. Mm. Uh, okay. She's, you know, I just call her the giant boob chick from like everything <laughs> the last five years. Um, she's on that Two Broke Girls TV show. Oh, no um, way. She's in 40 Old Virgin. Um, and then Matthew Gray Goobler, he he oh. plays uh, one of the main guys on uh, uh, Criminal Minds. Uh, he he's a gentleman who moves back home uh, after college. Uh, his his dad's a raging asshole. I mean, he's he's a, the football coach at the local high school, and he, he doesn't get his son and whatnot. But there, it involves a a, a haunted house. 
Uh, they try to figure out, you know, how to get rid of the ghosts and whatnot, and it features a cameo from John Waters. <gasps> Sold. So, yeah, because uh, I really don't want to give too much away, but it seriously has some of the funniest lines I've ever heard in a movie. There's one of not giving anything away, but the dad says something to the son to the effect of, uh, "Don't interrupt me, or don't interrupt, don't interrupt us the next time my cock is in your mom's mouth, or something like that." <laughs> it, I, yeah, it's seriously something like that. I, it it cracks me the fuck up. But anyway, you guys need to watch it. It's available on Amazon Prime. What's it called again? Suburban Gothic. It's not even available on DVD or Blu-ray yet, but you can. It's it's a watch it now on Amazon Prime. Otherwise, it's like four dollars to rent. Uh, then of course we have Deathgasm. Just love that because I'm a metalhead. Uh, number two, Last Shift. Did anybody watch that? Really? No, I didn't get to that one either. I was tempted. It's on Netflix, so. All right. But well, I, awesome movie. Okay. This is number two. That's what? number two. It's. I really, really love it. It's got some disturbing imagery, um, a few too many cheesy jump scares, but overall, I love the story. I love the creepiness of it. It's about a woman uh, doing the last shift at a uh, police station before they close it down to make way for the new one. Um, just yeah, ultra messed up. Give that one a shot. And then, of course, number one, I have a tie. Spring and Bone Tomahawk. Wow. I could not decide between the two. I <coughs> both so much for various reasons. They're, they're so pretty fantastic. similar movies. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're so close. <laughs> <laughs> My love of Kurt Russell. Just, uh, but yeah, the, I, had, I had to put those both. I, I was not going to try to uh, pick between the two. They both deserve to be number one on the list. Nice. Nice. Cool That's list. Awesome. And see, no knock knock. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> it's because you didn't know you had to make a ten list. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it still wouldn't have been on there. <laughs> All right, good. Okay, Jason, what about you? Um, well, um, starting at number ten, I couldn't decide between two that the last two on my list, so... I, if if you guys don't count Ex Machina, oh wow! I never thought about that. Then, yeah, I really, really, really like that movie. Yeah, I f- yeah, I would say count it now that I think about it's it. Just, you know, it's a little more sci-fi. You know, the bastard cousin. But yeah. but if you didn't count it, I was gonna call, I was gonna do a Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> yes, I had a lot of fun with that. Anybody it's else flawed, that? but it's. It's really fun. I watched it. What'd you think? Let's just say it's not on my top ten list. Yeah. <laughs> it helps that I was a scout for 15 years, so I, uh, yeah. it hit home even more. And I, I, I just The funny stuff was fucking funny yeah, to me. Yeah, really funny. I mean, I fucking hated that lead older girl, stripper girl. Stripper. Like oh, the she worst, was so awful. She was the worst actress of all time, probably. Yes. Yes. Probably she's it, it goes like oh she, I mean Tara Reed's still worse but it's like right there. Oh, she was the worst actress ever and it almost ruined the movie. She's so bad. So bad. But the kids, I like the kids and you know how who hangs who hangs from a dick from a windowsill anyway. It's fun. It's fun. Anyway, uh number 9 
I have Nightlight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I liked a ghost movie, guys. That's how good it was. It made me like a ghost movie. Uh, number eight, Cooties. Good one. I had a lot of fun with that. I laugh a lot. Um, and then number seven is He Never Died. The Henry Rollins movie. Everybody left, so it's just us. Did you Did you guys get to see that? No, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see I, it. That I just came out, out, didn't it? Yeah, sort of. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's out in a few places to rent online, I think. Do you like it, John? I haven't watched it watched it yet. Oh. I do want to see it though cuz well, it's Rollins. Right. It's yeah, it's it's pretty cool another cool idea that got turned into a movie and it's perfect casting for real. <laughs> He's so funny in it. Anyway, uh, number six, Deathgasm. Number five, The Visit. What? Just, I don't even want to know. <laughs> I Shut wasn't up. laughing at that. I wasn't laughing at that, I swear. Oh, it was something else. Okay. I liked it a lot. Um, and then it gets, like, they could all be tied for, anyway, number four, I Wished It Could Be Higher. Number four, Bone Tomahawk. God, I loved oh, it. Wow. Um, number three, Spring. Yes. Loved it. I wanted to make sure it was up there. Uh, number two, It Follows. Because it, mm-hmm. of all the top, of all, a lot of these movies, it felt like the most horror movie of the one, of these movies. You know, between all the comedy stuff, and the western, and the, romantic drama uh, and you know like it follows felt like the strongest horror film anyway and it fucking creeped me the fuck out and but my number one uh is the final girls i loved it loved nice. it loved it um even though i made it once you know, was the, whole, the whole time we're like, it's fucking legendary. I was like, God damn it. But it's like, and they did it a hundred times better than we did. And then, oh. so that's what pissed us off. But it was so fucking cool, you know, just the, the playing with the rules and they did it so well. And I loved it. I loved it. Hooray. Yes, Terry, you missed my whole list. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. You're fired. <sighs> you know, just for that, Terry, you should go next. O- okay. Uh, top ten. I don't know if anyone said these in the past <laughs> couple minutes, but uh, my number ten, I put Good Night, Mommy. Oh. Anyone see that mm. one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I. <laughs> Dustin loved it, I think. <laughs> I I liked it. However, um, I was about ready to pitch a fit when I was watching it because because <laughs> I uh, I totally figured out one of the biggest twists in the movie, like with before the credits were even done rolling. Yes. Instantly, did you too? yes. The, the way they did that, there was like one shot they did. I'm like, oh fuck, 
I'm like, are they going to do this? If they're going to do this, they better change it up in the end. Guess what? They don't. I, I thought there was still enough. Well, I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but I, I thought that there was still enough that happened aside from that, that twist that I figured out that I was still able to be engaged and enjoy the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's not the biggest. Is that the, the main point of the whole movie is that? No. I thought the movie was still creepy as fuck, regardless yeah. of who was oh real God. or not, right? Fucking super glue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Oh, fuck no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, hey, we're, we're just going to cut that right back open for you. How about that? No? Oh, my God. And the way it pops when they, oh. they're, they're going along, <laughs> he's getting it, and then they fucking oh. cut... Oh, nasty. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was... I mean... I don't... Should I spoil it? I mean, has everyone but... Did Mike see it? No. Good so night, he's Mom. the only one that hasn't seen oh, it? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But that's <sighs> fine. Go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and say it. Okay. There... It's... If you've, you've probably seen the trailer, the trailer was making its rounds, and it was like, oh, this is so creepy. Because there's the mom, and she's got... Her face is all bandaged up like she just had uh, plastic surgery or something. And then you've got these two little boys that are running around. Well, in the opening scene, the way it, they foreshadow it a little too well, like a little too obvious that yeah. there's only one boy. Spoiler alert. What? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, no, like, okay, when the boy is going, like, when they're heading toward, like, a cave or something, yeah. there's one shot where you, you're right behind one of the boys, and then you, they kind of pan out, and then there's, like, one comes out, like, right from the other boy. I'm like, fuck. Like, I instantly just knew. Oh, that's not what that's not what triggered it for me. That was where I thought. Mine was right when he's laying on the dock, and he's looking in the, in the water, and he's calling for his brother, and he doesn't come back up. I'm like, well... He's not there anymore. <laughs> so they did it twice in the beginning. Yeah, wow. It's so evident to me. And that in a way that almost kind of ruined the movie a little bit as I was watching it because I found myself like validating that theory the whole time. I'm like, yep, I'm totally right the whole time. Like, But again, there was still enough about it. Like the whole thing with the mom was still fairly mysterious like you weren't really sure what was going yeah. on yeah is it the real mom really yeah really? and it, there was there was enough there to keep me interested and i thought the end was awesome like yeah creepy like i thought i still thought it was pretty successful like i enjoyed it man i i'm sorry i just disagree like it because of what how they showed it, and obviously you saw uh, the beginning, and you found something different that gave it away to you, and something else that gave it away to me. And like I said, are they going to roll with this? And they do. But at the end, they reveal it like that was a big reveal. Like, oh my god, guess what you fucking guys didn't know? Well, wait. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we thought. And we thought that the whole time. I was hoping that it was that – oh. the whole time I was thinking, please, let this other boy that's not talking be real. Let him be real. Let that be you – because know, you've made this beginning so obvious that he, that he might not be there. Why don't you just make him real? Put that twist on us. And so they were working together. 
and you know doing this as a team and <clears throat> I don't know it just it just I don't know I thought it was like more, a little over halfway through they started telling you that there was only that the other boy died they they got I pretty heavy handed with it, it I thought it was like a there. slow like release but, reveal of it yeah and like, I mean, so it wasn't even. They get a lot more obvious with it, but they don't ever actually say it until the end. And I, I kind of agree with Dustin. Like, they kind of treated it like they were doing a big reveal, but they would pretty uh, much already revealed which it. Which I thought twisted it again to be like, now, I'm, now I get to watch this movie as what the fuck's going on. What's this memory? You know, what's this one boy yeah. fucking doing? That's what makes the movie So it like gave demented. it two movies. Like, I think that's why I still really enjoyed it, even though I had figured out that there was only one boy, because I was like, holy shit, how fucked up is this kid? Like, talk about a creepy kid movie, let's go back and do that episode <laughs> again, because this one would be on it. Uh, but, and the mom, like, her performance was just so, she just walked that line so well. That was the like, best part of the movie. She was, uh-huh. She was so part. mysterious, like, you weren't like you know you thought there was you knew there was something up with the boys i mean we'd figured something about that out but you still didn't really know still didn't know what about the fuck her was up with her for yeah. real yeah so it, there was enough there for me to still enjoy it but anyway so that was number 10 i'll move on <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, number nine uh the nightmare oh you uh, saw that i did I watched it after, Mike, you had mentioned that it was, like, a documentary, and I didn't Uh know anything about it, and that intrigued me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to watch this now. Okay. And I loved it. And it is a a documentary? (laughs) Yes, it is. A real documentary? Yes. Okay. It's, well... And about night terrors. It's about sleep paralysis. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And it, it is a real documentary. Like, they interview people who have are actually dealing with sleep paralysis or have dealt with it. And But there is a lot of... The way it works so well as, like, a horror documentary is that they do a lot of reenactments of what these people have experienced. And the way that they recreate them is so well done. Like, it's all these little horror shorts almost within this documentary. So it's it's not like unsolved mysteries where they have like <laughs> um, the reenactments with the voiceovers over top and the acting's all bad and it's um, well I mean a little similar but way better done like <laughs> not to rag on unsolved mysteries because I used to love that shit but, oh me too um yeah no it's basically it's like like eight or nine different people who have dealt with sleep paralysis throughout their life. And it's just telling like their recollection of what happens when they're in these living nightmares, basically. Um, so it's just them telling their story with the act, the actors in the little reenactments don't actually ever say anything. Like it's just the scene as they remember it. Cool. That's cool. It was it was really interesting. Like, I didn't really know too much about it, and it's so cool that this it's like 
all of these people are having almost the same visions like across the world like it's insane Mm. it's really interesting and also really creepy (laughs) like the little cinematic parts are done really really well so and it's not often that you get like a horror movie that is also an actual documentary so that's awesome uh so yeah definitely recommend that and that one's on netflix so check it out um then my number eight was a girl walks home alone at night also on netflix um anyone no one else saw that because i was trying to bring that up earlier (laughs) um (laughs) it's uh this i'm trying i'll have to look up the director's name uh it's an iranian horror film uh Let's see. The director was this girl, Anna Lily Amirpour. Uh, I saw the tagline for the movie was the first Iranian vampire Western. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, watching this? What the hell? Uh, (laughs) It's a really interesting movie. Um, It's all, first of all, it's all subtitled. If you have a problem with that, fuck you. But uh, <laughs> reading my movies, fuck that. Ew. But, uh, and it's also all in black and white. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay. Old yeah. Uh, it's so strange. Like, what was the name of it? A girl walks home alone at night. Oh, I thought you <coughs> telling us about another one. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um. It's really strange because uh, the movie you don't you don't really know the time or place where this movie is like it's kind of has a 1950s feel but and there's a lot of stuff in the movie from that era but then it's also very modern and edgy it's really just the whole thing's like an anachronism. Like, you just don't know what the fuck is going on. But, uh, basically, there's this ghost town called Bad City, and it's being stalked by this lonely female vampire. Uh, it's, it's kind of a slow burn, but it was a good burn. Like, I really enjoyed it. And there's kind of a love story in it as well. Aww. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just. I, I just sucker. really, I know you're a sucker for love <laughs> stories, Jason. Um, yeah, no, it was just really moody, and I thought it was really, really beautifully shot. Like I just, I love to look at it. It was very pretty the whole time. Uh, really interesting. I got compared a lot to another director. I can't remember his name. Guy who did uh, Dead Man. You know who I'm talking about? No, anyone? Um, Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah, the Johnny Depp movie's Jim, Jim Jar. Uh, yeah, that Jim one. Jim Jarmusch. Jarmusch. Yeah, Jarmusch. Yeah, thank yes. you. Yes, it got compared to his style a lot. Oh, um, wait. No, that was a different movie. I was going to say, he had a movie out. <laughs> I thought maybe it was this movie. But he had, a, he had a vampire movie out last year. What the hell was the name of that? Oh, uh, Only Lovers Left Alive? Or yeah, something? that was it. Something, yeah, I do want to see that. Okay, sorry. But this one, it, it was, it's a uh, very dramatic, very moody, but it's also it's very um, 
feminist in a way like you got this one lonely chick and she's kind of a badass to be perfectly honest and she looks out for people that she likes and she just gnaws on them and it's pretty brutal when she actually attacks people like i kind of expected it to be kind of wussy like oh she's gonna hide under her her hood and just take them no it's it's brutal I mean, not a lot of blood that you see, obviously, because it's black and white, but... Chocolate syrup. Yeah. I, I just really liked it, and it has a good story. Like, the story ties up really well. I like how it ends, and... I thought it was good. Uh, number seven, I put It Follows. Woo. Solid movie. Creepy. Seven, though. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It That one... It, it was a little slow for me in parts. Like, I don't know. Okay. I, I still liked it, but yeah. Uh, six, I put Krampus. Love that movie. Nice. Me too. Five, I put Cooties. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! Was, was that on, Jason, was that on your list? Yes. Okay. Uh... Four, I put Bone Tomahawk. Awesome. Yeah. Love, love, love. Three, I put The Visit. Nice. That was on my list, too. And then when I said it, this is what John said. (laughs) (laughs) Did he? Yeah. Perfect impression. (laughs) I think he just played it back. Did did we discuss The Visit? I don't think we have before. Have we? Uh, We're not going to. Oh. We had to talk about well, not. We did knock. when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> we did have to talk Touché. about Touché. Touché. I I I did not like the visit. I would have liked it more had it not been a uh, found footage kind of thing. And I wanted to slap the ever living shit out of that fucking boy in his rapping. <laughs> That's just I, the metal I head in you. I know. To die. I metal and rap just don't. The they don't get along. <laughs> They tried. They tried to mesh in '90s, you know, with the Judgment Day soundtrack, but uh, no, yeah. it did not work. <laughs> I, I mean, the whole reveal, you know, about the grandparents. I'm like, well, duh, saw that coming. It just, I think it would have worked better for me as a just a straight up horror film. Didn't have to be found footage. It's just, I didn't like it. I thought the found footage worked well. I. No, nope, did it did it pretty strongly. Yeah, I thought I didn't see any holes. It and... ju- well, there was no hole. It was as just it just didn't work for me as a found footage film. And like I said, I just really hated those kids. So I was praying the whole time. <laughs> that they were <laughs> they're from a broken home. They they're gonna be I mean, annoying. Yeah, <coughs> they were both annoying the fact- in their own right, but the girl wasn't so bad. But that fucking little shit rapper. Oh my god. I see those kids every day. They exist. They do. I'll admit the rapping was a little bit much. It was a little bit annoying, but like he had some great moments. Like when, when he, when he, um, you know, uh, walks in on the shed and finds all the poopy diapers. It was fucking hilarious. I mean, he gets it the worst out of the kids. I yeah, mean, that's true too. Yeah. He, having shit shoved in your face for like an he hour? He literally has to eat shit. He deserved it. I, don't, I just... 
because it was poor taste in music styles. <laughs> no, it's not even the fact uh, he, he just he was horrible as a rapper. That's I liked his I little mean, lisp I liked some hip hop and rap and whatnot, but that kid just sucked. I, I really liked it. I mean, I didn't get the chance to see it in the theater, but Jason uh, and I did. Yeah, so we're better than you. It was awesome. That's what he's trying yeah, to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I thought the found footage worked well, and I didn't... I, I guess I wasn't reveal, looking... Yeah. I wasn't looking for the reveal. Like, I wasn't really sure what the fuck was going on. Um, so it was a good reveal for me, and I was surprised. And, and, I, and I'll tell you what, Terry, not, not to interrupt you, but I'm going anyway. Um, <laughs> it's refreshing to hear you, to hear you say that, especially... Um, waiting to see the movie so much later to hear you say you weren't looking for a reveal because that's the thing that pisses me off about the M. Night haters is like they go into these into his movies anymore expecting a re- re- expecting that's why I'm using the word reveal instead of yeah I almost said the T word I know well, uh, isn't that what's so great about this movie, though, is that he's counting on his audience and any audience to to expect a twist or a reveal, <coughs> and he plays that through almost every scene in the movie when they're walking through the trail and she's looking in that well and she starts saying something. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, what's happening here? This has got to be something. No, it meant <laughs> nothing because they're fucking crazy. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh my God. Like He played on everybody's fucking twist fears here and you're like, you're racking your brain like, okay, how's it going to end? How's it going to end? And he plays yeah. with that. It, they, those people could say anything they wanted throughout the movie to throw yeah. you off and he used that and I thought it was brilliant how he used that. That's and a good I point. Just, uh, right, I just figured right off the bat that they were nuts. That's, I didn't believe anything. <laughs> I was you like, always yeah, think that. Bat shit crazy. I mean, especially when she starts like screaming when the girl's asking her about, you know what happened over the last night? Mom was here. And she fucking flips out. I'm like, well, it's because she doesn't know because she's fucking nuts. Well, but no, I think I, I, you got a good point, Dustin. I, I guess I didn't think about that because I even fell into some of that. Like, I think it was during like one of the sit down with grandma interview things and she's going off on some tangent about aliens or something, was it? Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking, I was like, yeah. oh, is there going to, are they going to bring this into this movie? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but also though, and why I like M. Night Shyamalan is I think he's a good writer because he, he also puts the truth out there throughout the whole movie as well. And when you go back and rewatch his movies, you know, it's uh, it's all outlined there. So when the reveal happens, you know, it's it was it was there all along. It wasn't like a forced twist. Right. It wasn't like Friday the 13th where all of a sudden Pamela Voorhees shows up, a character that was never introduced through the rest of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> and every horror fan accepts that, but like Yeah. They can't accept M. Night Shyamalan. Anyway. The master of foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, should... Shyamalama ding dong. Okay. I should... Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to stop saying that because this movie kind of reinvigorated me with his movies. Like Awesome. I, I'll, I'll be it. respectful again. <laughs> I really you. enjoyed this movie. Obviously, it's number three on my list. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, oh, yeah. The list. My list, too. Oh, wrong list. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, I should say that I, I, I wasn't looking to solve. I, I figured there was probably going to be some sort of reveal of some sort because shit was going crazy. Like there had to be something going on. You do that, but I wasn't like actively searching for it. And as a result, I really enjoyed the movie and had a really fun time watching it. 
like I thought it was great. Oh, like the scene, fuck the the hide the uh, hide and go seek under the house. Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is? First of all, how the fuck is she that agile? Like, what the fuck is that? Crazy people are agile. Oh my god! That was probably the freakiest scene for me. I did not like that scene. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, then my number two was The Final Girls. Awesome. And number one was What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, nice. (laughs) Outstanding. Okay, so Dustin. Okay, yeah. Um, Well, on my list, actually, I didn't do a top ten. I did a top eight. I thought it was going to be a top five, but I did a top eight. And and, and with my list... It's getting bigger every year, Mike. Yeah, a couple more years, man. We'll (laughs) have a full ten out. I know. I'll have that ten. On my list, I like to to think that I would put movies on my list that I would like to own in my collection. So you might not hear some movies on here that you're like, wait a second, Dustin would love this. And I probably did like it, but I probably would not want to own it. So these are movies that I really liked enough to, uh, if I see them, I'm probably going to pick them up. Uh, so number eight uh, on my list is Maggie, the Arnold Schwarzenegger zombie movie. Oh, I, I thought it was uh, yeah, different, um, a different type of zombie movie. It's not what you expect. It's very emotional. It's very sad. Uh, the movie is beautiful. Uh the score is excellent. Arnie is probably the completely different Arnie I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, he's so emotional. He's not, obviously, he's not the best actor, but it's a different side of him that nobody has ever seen. I thought the movie was really good. I thought it deserved to be on my list. Um, number seven, Insidious Chapter 3. Nice. Uh, really? I, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I will say that that did get on my biggest letdown. Uh, award um, because it just I was expecting it to to somehow tie into the first two and I know it wasn't an, a prequel but I, I just I just they 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 meshed one and two so well together that I yeah. thought they would do this with three and I would just be blown away like I was with the first two and I I wasn't so I was kind of let down but, but it still it, made your list though oh yeah still made my list just because it was a letdown I still enjoyed the movie yes <coughs> I have a confession to make about this movie. Okay. Yeah. I know on previous episodes here lately, I've given this movie high praise, and as you'll notice, I did not include it on my top ten. Yeah. Mm. Well, because I just the other day did a, um, I did an insidious marathon of all three movies. Nice, Ooh, fun. It was awesome, but also made me realize that I don't think number three has much rewatch value. Like Let's stack up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was so because I loved it when I first watched it. I'm like, oh my god, this is my favorite of all of them. Ah, <laughs> but now it sounded like you, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't. Maybe it's just because I had watched it recently in the theater. Like maybe it hadn't been long enough because I still remembered all of the jump scares. And I think that's mostly what that movie is. It's jump scares. Yeah. Cause when I watched it again this time, is. I was yeah. like, man, I'm kind of bored. So like, you take those out and it's not as strong. It's not as strong. And I was so sad. I was like, man, I I ah, fuck. 
Although the scene where she breaks her fucking cast and is walking oh, and her yeah. bones are fucking cracking is disgusting. And awesome. <laughs> it, it still holds up. It's right. awesome. Yeah. Like, that's a really good scene. But I'll just, yeah. That, if you were one, yeah. I, I was going to originally, it would have been on my top 10 until I rewatched it not too long ago. So, bummer. Um,. I, I will say that my biggest letdown award shares um, uh, with, uh, with Insidious is Ash versus the Evil Dead, but we will get back to that later. Oh, no. That's not a movie. I know, but it's, it's <laughs> horror and yeah. it happens. He would have counted it if you loved it. Um, the n- next movie I had on my list was number six, uh, The Visit. And cool. I thought it was excellent. I like I said, it was. Um, I thought it was brilliant in writing and and, and playing with with his audience. Um, you know, knowing that that we were all waiting for that twist and and waiting for something to happen, even though he he hates that idea. Um, hold on one second. See, four out of five podcasters agree. What is it? <laughs> Solid movie. He's gonna put that on the cover. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Um, uh, so yeah, the visit. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought he did great. The thing is, where does he go from here? Um, and, and honestly, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're whatever, whatever. I think it was he's good. already got another movie filming. Well, good Ooh. for him. So yeah. Uh, good for all five, of us. Um, I put down Krampus. I. I really liked Krampus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it might not be like a repeat watching every Christmas, but like it was just, you know, it, it came out during Christmas time, and I went and saw it during Christmas time at the theater, and it was just you're in that Christmas spirit, and you know, I, I don't think I've ever really done that. I don't think I've ever went to a holiday movie really in the theater, so. Um, it was just part of an experience, and I thought it was just really good. It was solid. It was just really solid. There's things – it's not perfect, but um, it was solid for sure. Um, number four, I have the the Final Girls, which we already discussed. I thought that nice. was excellent. Uh, number three, um, I had We Are Still Here. I thought this movie was awesome. I loved it. I love Larry Fessenden. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. He is in uh, the video game um, the uh, Until Dawn. <laughs> oh. He plays one of the characters in that, and he's he's so good in that, and he's so good in this, even though he's not in it for a long time. But this movie, I just thought, was a really cool little story. Um, it's yeah, eight, eighty-four minutes. It's not incredibly long, so it, it probably would have worked better as a short. So either way, yeah. I thought that was fun. Um, Number uh, that was number three. Uh, number two, obviously, Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Yes, so good. I love that movie. I'm definitely gonna buy that movie. Yeah, I've just I was looking at it just a little while ago earlier today, and I saw an alternate cover on it that Ooh. is in the style of a western nice. uh, cover, and it's beautiful. I want that cover, and I probably won't get that. But uh, <laughs> my number one, I had to go with Turbo Kid. Um, just <laughs> I do need so- to see that still. Um, the movie, it's probably, you know, if we can consider Bone <coughs> a, a horror movie, we can consider Turbo Kid. 
a horror movie and just the fact of its gore value yeah. like it's just outrageous and it's just I, I the, the soundtrack and the score oh. is amazing uh, the movie is beautiful again we were talking about color earlier in the podcast this movie mm-hmm. has tons of it being a, an apocalypse movie uh, uh-huh. The gore and the effects for being an independent movie are just triple A, so top fun. notch. So much fun. It's just, and I, I, I love all the characters in it. The the uh, uh, James or Monroe, I think is his name. Uh, the main boy, Turbo Kid. He's he's great. I've I've watched him in Degrassi, <laughs> the <this> show, <laughs> and uh, his girlfriend in the movie. She is just so, so damn cute. Yeah. <laughs> in this movie. It, she's perfect. It's hard not to w- just keep your eyes on her. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> uh, Michael Ironside, perfect villain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, always. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was my number one. Um, and then, uh, uh, real quick, just my other two awards, or other three. Most overhyped, It Follows. Uh, yes. That word. Um, uh, I already said my best gross out moment. Uh, my biggest surprise was Bone Tomahawk. And uh, I, I threw in a different uh, award this year for best found footage, even though it's not on my list. Because like I said, my list pertains to movies that I would want to buy. I don't think I want to buy this movie, but best found footage movie is Unfriended by far. This yeah. movie, as a computer technician and as somebody who works on computers every day, they nailed it. They nailed everything they do on that computer. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. but I heard wo- it was good. The way the computer screen looks, I, I full screened it and I watched it on my computer. That's, oh yes, that's the way to watch it. Absolutely, that is the, it's it's perfect. And I have a Mac, and that's what she has. I don't know how many times I went up to close one of her windows or check. The <laughs> I fell for it every time because I just I'm watching it on my computer and her screen looks almost identical to mine. They nailed that they're using YouTube. Skype is not perfect, as we know as podcasters. What? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Use live leak, which shows that type of shit of people shooting themselves in the face or chest, whatever. That's what live leak is. Um, You know, everything they did on Facebook and, you know, all the sites were real. We didn't have like, you know, uh, you know, her face page or, you know, everything (laughs) was was legit on it. And that's. As as me as a computer person, when I when I watch movies and they have like the lame fucking website and the the stupid yeah. uh, mass uh, YouTube, it's like my tube or whatever. Yeah. You're just like, come on, give me a break. But everything here, legit, uh, exactly the way it was supposed to be. I thought it was hands down the best found. If you want to, uh, and, and again, this is a completely new twist on found footage. Oh, yeah. what a concept, right? Yeah, I thought it was really fun. Uh, the story was a little wonky, and the end was kind of weird. But uh, they 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 did uh, an excellent job in executing something different with the found footage genre, and it was by far the best found footage movie of the year. And I also like too on how they were able to stay stuck in the situation, like not you know you're not sitting watching this thing thinking just get up and leave turn off your computer you know power it down just get yeah. away you, you can just walk away from this no i think they did a really good job with uh with being able to keep everybody in skype and and keeping everybody involved in what was going on and there's some really great moments um some really some really intense moments there i love how like um <clears throat> one moment you, you start actually getting a little bit of video um 
video uh, footage from the mystery Skype person that they're you know the whole time they're like trying to get this this uh, person out of their Skype and uh-huh. and they won't leave and it's got the same name as this person that like committed suicide a year ago that used to be their friend and whatnot and and they're, they're, and finally some video pops up instead of just the you know the old Skype symbol when you don't have a picture video pops up and they can't quite figure out what it is and then the fat kid he gets up and starts moving around his room and then you can see something in the background of the of the of the um the mystery person's video yeah. and then you put it together it's like oh shit there's a camera in this dude's closet like yeah. and then when he just walks up and he just stares at it for 5 minutes before the connection breaks uh, I thought yeah I'm with you Dustin I loved this movie I thought they did an awesome job with it um, yeah, everything is authentic and real, and it's not—it's not the shot. It's not a shot of somebody's computer screen where you can hear her talking, you can hear her typing. It is the computer screen. It's the, the whole through the whole movie. It is the monitor. So I think this is like the first movie that um, had the best movie experience of watching it would be on a nice computer monitor. Yes, yes, definitely. Although I yeah, kind of wish I did see it in the theater because there was a lot of shit I couldn't read. It was just way too small text. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, there's there's some things she could have done to you know to go back and forth between pages more quickly. She could have done some shortcuts and things, but uh, you know that's okay. She she might have could she could have lived maybe a little bit longer if she knew a little bit of some, some computer secrets. But uh, that's okay. She doesn't doesn't matter. I just ruined the end of the movie if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but either way, uh, <laughs> people die in these movies we watch. <laughs> Yeah, never. <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, again, I knew what the outcome was going to be with this, which is fine. I I enjoyed the ride. Um, yeah, the experience. Yes. Yeah. And, and you could tell, like you said, Mike. Um, you know, they did a good job of keeping them uh, on the computer, and that had to be one of the first things they had to do <laughs> yeah. themselves when yeah. they were going to make this movie. They're like, okay, wait a second, this is a good concept, but. We could just, they could just, the characters could just walk away from their computer. How, how, we need to think of a good way to keep them on the computer and, and, you know, answering these questions and and doing this, you know, this Skype call, which, um, it's cool. You know, I thought the video effects were cool. I mean, I've done Skype video before and it, it does that sometimes, maybe not as much as it does in this movie, which, you know, if who knows? If they got a shitty connection, maybe it could. But, yeah. um, you know, well, it does that uh, maybe a, a Well, there's obviously and, something. Yeah, yeah, there's, right. a, there's a ghost in the machine in this movie. Uh, so, yeah. Literally. Yes. So they, you can get away with the shittiness of, of the connection and stuff. You know, like it's explained away. But I thought it was fun. I think it was for, um, I don't, I think it was more for the mainstream audience. Not necessarily. Kids. Yeah, it wasn't for us. Oh, but, it's it's definitely a teen movie because I wanted to punch all those kids in the face. I, <laughs> I hated them all. Um, imagine what the kid, because you know, like I said, it's for uh, you know teens. <coughs> I imagine they're thinking the same thing. You know, these these people suck. Uh, so that's that's the one thing they need to kind of work on with found footage is is making the people that are holding the camera or being shown on film uh, more likable. Yeah. Well, sadly, though, they they were really realistic. I mean, I've had plenty of interactions with teens <laughs> yeah. as an adult who were, like, the one the one guy that you hate the most in the whole movie, and when, when you know, the shit's hitting the fan, he's just 
dropping F-bombs left and right, and he's trying to act all macho and, like, get in the proverbial ghost's face, you know? <laughs> that is what they act like, and that is what they sound like when they act like that. It's, yeah. it's for fucking real, you know? And it's it's sad and annoying, and uh, I, w- I can't wait for him to die. <laughs> I think this is the movie you talked to me the most about. Probably. Which is weird. Because you're like, eh, but this! But... <laughs> <laughs> but this <laughs> for yeah yeah but that completes my top eight and my awards alright awesome so Yay. before I do my list um we have uh our buddy Justin um right in his list he couldn't be on this this episode but uh he gave us his list and so Jason will share that with you now Okay, he says, favorites, in no order, you know, because why should he have to put them in order? We have to. (laughs) We have to fucking hate putting them in order, but he doesn't have to. Just say it, and it's his official order, whether he likes it or not. Okay, okay. okay. Um, Number one, Krampus. That's not number one. Uh, Krampus, he liked. Uh, Nightcrawler. He says, I realize Nightcrawler isn't a traditional horror film, but it's plenty dark, graphic, and scary, and beautiful. It is a good movie. I do love that fucking that's movie. That's that X-Men. Oh, man. That's that X-Men offshoot movie, right? Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Bone Tomahawk. Fuck yeah. Nice. Um, Into the Grizzly Maze. <laughs> <laughs> that's a personal... Of course he did. Of course he likes this. <laughs> He's got to be here, damn it. I know. You can't just say that and then... I saw that at the video store. It has, like, James Marsden in it. Yeah. I almost... Well, got... I'm sold. <laughs> I almost picked it Is that, that the one that he fucking hated? Or is that the one he actually liked? I don't the remember the now. On the cover. Anyway. <laughs> Deathgasm. Woo! Nice. Cooties. Yeah. It probably helped that he watched those with us. That's, oh yeah, that's yeah, true. That's good. Um, Victor Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, I didn't get a chance yeah. to see that. Me neither. Yeah, he seemed to like that one. I forgot that came out. I think a lot of people did. I think everybody <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, everybody <clears throat> forgot about that one. And it follows. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then he has a couple. Watch that with us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested about that. What we'll, we'll, we maybe might have to get into that a little bit later. Oh, we we might very well. Let's, yeah. So what what else? Oh, and then he has a couple leases too. But oh, save those. Okay. Yeah. All right, you guys, chomping at the bits. Oh yeah, this is ready. It's the most fuck. important moment <laughs> in podcast history. Insane Mike's top tens of 2015. Number ten. Green Inferno. Number 10. 10? You made barely made it on your list. You such a white on for it. I thought it would have been number 2 at least. What the fuck? It made the top 10, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's the an top honor. Top 10 best of 2015. Honor and a privilege to make this. Yeah. Eli Roth is just... He's out of got the, a out of the 30 some I've you got, watched, right? I've got... Exactly. He's glad he's made on, made it on somebody's top ten list. Oh. Of the year. I'm getting shit just from number ten. Right. This is not going to go it. well. <laughs> number nine, Deathgasm. That's it. Oh, Yay! Okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> number eight, The Visit. Nice. Number Boo. seven. <laughs> number seven, Nightlight. Did you 
uh, talk about Nightlight at all? Yeah, because I did my list. And everyone that. left during it. It was awesome. Oh, you were alone? So I, just, I just said all the names and then we Aww. went to Terry. Well, Nightlight <laughs> is made by some friends of ours that, that are originally from Iowa. They live out in Hollywood now. Um, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, some good buddies of ours. And we got the honor of, of, of playing, having the Iowa premiere of their movie at uh, Halloween Palooza. So, you know, we're, Jason's like, Jason and I are like, one night we're like, you know, if we're playing it at Halloween Palooza, we should probably watch it first. We oh, should watch it. So, we did and we loved it. And what's, what's, what's great about it, kind of also going into um, what's cool about Unfriended, is that it, it's shot very uniquely. It's all in the perspective of a flashlight. So, you know, which is something... So it comes off as found footage, but it's really not. It's just everything is just from the direction of this flashlight. So, but it's really creepy and really cool. There's some slow parts, but I think that kind of plays into some of the some of the more creepier tense moments too, because there's like some moments that's just, just, just like long and drawn out where literally nothing is happening, and then you get slapped in the face with something. So. So yeah, check it out. Um, it's, it's really good. It's yeah. brilliant. It's the <coughs> perspective of a flashlight. Yes, it's really cool. Number six, unfriended. Um, yeah, I I went into this movie with no expectation. I've heard enough about it where I thought I'm not gonna dig this, and I fucking loved it, even though I didn't care for any of the characters. But I was just teenagers suck. Yeah, because teenagers suck. Um, I just, uh, I just lo- love the concept, love the way it was done, I thought it was executed perfectly, and, um, and I was even into the story, so. Number five, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Oh, shit. That's right. I forgot about that. Forgot about that damn movie. Oh, I oh. will never forget about that damn movie. <laughs> Son of a... Ugh. This. <laughs> Bruh onto my list if I would have remembered. This movie is my brain on drugs. That's what this movie is. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we got to watch it together. That made it even more oh, special and awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I won't go I won't gush on it too much cuz I know we spent a good chunk of one episode not too long ago gushing <laughs> on it. So Number 4 Krampus. Um I really yeah. feel like this is this could this could be for me uh an annual Christmas movie for me. Um, I I walked out of that theater feeling like the first time I saw Gremlins and <laughs> and movies like that. You know, it really had a kind of a throwback '80s feel to it, just as far as like how those movies made me feel and why I love them and why they are eternal to me. And Krampus brought back a lot of that those feelings, and that's cool because you know. Not a lot of movies do that when you're a bitter old man like me. So, Number three, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, so funny, so awesome, so hilarious. Uh, and it gets beat out by Final Girls only because I love the... Uh, so Final Girls is number two for me. Only because I love the meta thing so much and breaking the fourth wall. You know, I love it when movies... When the characters talk to the audience. I love it when... Uh, they swing from boom poles. I love all that shit. So, and number one, oh, and here we go. This is this is gonna start an avalanche. Ooh. I have a feeling it follows. What? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm with Dustin on this. 
one? Number one. I loved it. I really loved this movie. Everything about it. I love the soundtrack. Uh, after we watched it together, I know the score. Oh yeah, see the score, the soundtrack, so freaking awesome. Um, I don't know. There wasn't a moment. You said there was parts that drug on for you. I, uh, I think it was you, Terry, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Calling you out, Terry. But oh, I didn't feel that, and I and I'll be the first to admit I get I can easily get bored with a movie. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I didn't feel that at all. I I stayed invested in the movie through the whole thing. I'm just obsessed and entranced by what era this movie's supposed to take place in, and I love the the how they've worked so hard to create such an such a uh, mystery about you know when and this where curse, this movie takes yeah. place oh, yeah. and then and then, and then the whole curse thing i love i do love how there's no explanation for it there's no rhyme or reason you're for just it. fucking in it right away yeah i i just thought it was brilliantly done i i loved it and so yeah there you go suck it i just want to yeah. say again i know you 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 got a couple of you missed it but like the reason why it's so high on my list is because out of all these films, like it feels like the most true horror film. It really does. I mean, going like back, and, going back and looking at my list here, and I mentioned this earlier too. It's like <clears throat> there is a lot of comedy on this list. You know, we talked about like with Green Inferno on tonally how off it is in some parts, and is it supposed to be funny here or not? Deathgasm, obviously, a lot of comedy. There's some a lot of funny moments in the visit, um, and there's still I think some some mystery as far as like tonally on some of the beats in the visit on if it's supposed to be funny or not. Because what was that one point? There's one point in the third act I thought it was a super intense scene, but yet the entire audience is la- starts laughing at it. Oh yeah. And I don't remember if that I can't remember what that moment was, but at the same time like is it supposed? Because I could see where it could be played for laughs. I didn't find it. I didn't find it funny because I was into the. I was into the moment, but maybe that would have been a like. I didn't have that at all when I watched it because I watched it alone. Maybe that was a benefit of watching it at home. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dude Bro is definitely comedy. No. Krampus has a, has a lot of comedic elements. What we do in the shadows is definitely comedy, and Final Girls is is full of comedy. So it follows. <coughs> it really is <coughs> was the one film. On my list that plays it that plays it straight, and uh, and I also at the same time though too like I feel the need to have a, have some comedy in my in my horror. I don't like it when a movie uh, takes itself overly seriously, but um, for some reason this one really worked for me, and I and I know this is one I can watch over and over again. Um, even so much so after we all watched it that weekend, Dustin, after you had had um, brought it to my house I went out and bought it on Blu-ray like mm. literally a few days later so and I don't do that as much as I used to that's true <laughs> well I have to say it's very interesting that uh, Justin has it on his list because we all watch this together and it's not very often the podcast crew well um, except for John gets to watch a movie all together and I remember as we're watching it, something happens in the movie that is obviously meant to be scary or meant to be, uh, you know, a jolting part. I don't remember which part that is. And I remember I looked over at Justin and he goes, 
is this supposed to be scary? <laughs> like, uh, I, I couldn't answer him. I couldn't answer him. So, and then I, I, I saved judgment until the end. And I remember after it's over, he grabs the box and he, he, just, he just starts reading off the, the taglines or the, uh, I don't know, what do you call them? Like, best movie of the year type the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, an instant classic. And then he reads off the name, and it's like of a website or somebody we've never heard before. And I'm like, well, where, you know, where is this coming from? And, man, I, 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 it was so overhyped for me that I was so ready to watch. I bought it. I bought it before I came over that weekend. Yeah, yeah. it was really, watched. really hyped. So I bought it just based on hype alone. And then I just like, I don't know, I, I had some major issues with it that, you know, we don't have to get into, but it's just, it didn't, didn't feel like a complete horror movie to me. Like, huh. Jason, you're right. Out of all the movies, it's probably the most horror movie, but it's, it, it's, it's like an unfinished one to me. Hmm. Like, uh, okay, for example, <laughs> I'll just do one example. And, you know, the movie starts off right away. Um, that that girl's boyfriend, they have sex, and he's like, you know, he, he breaks it down that it's pretty much like, you know, a venereal disease, and you're going to have this until you have sex with somebody else, and then they're going to have it. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's really mysterious about it, and then he's gone. Uh, they go to his house where he lives or used to live, and there's just nothing there. You can see where he lived, like in the attic. And then, uh, oh yeah, he was just at his mom's house. He was just in, now, and then they're just in the backyard now and sitting around, Indian style and hanging out. And that just really like irked me that you know they that they're so cool with this guy, and you know for what he did, and you know everybody believes it, and it's just I don't know. I just I just feel like there's something missing there. I don't know. It's just. And maybe it's because it doesn't follow the rules of other horror movies, which I guess would be a good thing. But to me, it just I, – I just – I was wanting more, I guess. Okay. Sorry, Mike. No, it's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I also just – I mean, I also thought it was something new, unique, and different, you know? And the total mystery about what, what this curse is – what this curse truly is because is it a ghost thing? I don't know. It obviously has some physical tangibility to it. We we learn when we get to the swimming pool that it has a that it has an actual physical presence, even if yeah. you can't see it. So like, what the fuck is this thing? And I love it. I love it that it's uh, not answered, you know. And it's it's not just another like oh it's just this ghost thing or whatever. And who knows what it is? It could be a whole new thing. That's what I appreciate from it. So, I do have some honorable mentions, some stuff that at one point in time uh, during my binge watching uh, that made that made the list but got moved off for whatever reason. Um, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. I thought it was re- I thought it was really fun and funny. Uh, the only drawback for me is I didn't think they took the zombie aspect serious enough. I hate it when they don't take when they do that. Um, they. Uh, <coughs> Because <clears throat> it um, it didn't feel like the uh, the the mythos of their zombies was consistent. 
throughout the movie. Um, shocker here. Uh, really wanted to keep it on the list just because I thought it would be a shocker. Um, but that wouldn't be a real reason to keep it on the list. But the Poltergeist remake. Yeah, it was close for me. I fucking yeah. loved it. I really, really liked it. It felt, I had again, it brought back feelings of watching the original Poltergeist. So I thought they did a great job with it. For sure. Yeah. Creep. Creep at one time was on the list. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Cooties, I know it was mentioned a couple times. Man, that was so I can't believe fun. that's not on your list. It it stayed on the list for a long, 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 long time until what finally bumped it. God dang it, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, Unfriended. Unfriended was what finally bumped it off the, off the list. Unfriended's <laughs> on there. He Never Dies isn't on there. I feel really bad about that. Yeah, He Never Dies is another one that should be on the list. I just couldn't <laughs> figure out where to put it. Yeah. Can I have a top 11 instead? Um, I fucking... No. Anything <laughs> Henry... Please. Anything. <laughs> hey, Dustin can have a top eight. I can have a top hey, 11. Can I take yeah. the ones he missed? There, Dude, I have like 10 honorable mentions, okay? <laughs> like, I struggled so hard to make a top I 10, know. so fuck you, no. And that was, and that's the cool thing. Uh, you know, I don't know about everyone else, but you can say that, I can say that. This was a hard year to do a top 10. I had 10 extras. It's yeah. a ton of good movies this year. So good. Um, but he never died... Jason and I just recently watched that. Freaking awesome. Really funny. And Henry Rollins is the man. I, I love I love Henry Rollins. Anything he does. I don't care if it's music. I don't care if it's a talking a show. How great. And yeah, and he's the lead of this, which is great. And no one else could have played this part, seriously. I don't I can't. Wasn't it perfect casting? It really? was. It was as if I'm pretty sure it was written, written for, for him. him. Yeah. So Oh, you guys need to see it, especially if you have any love for Henry Rollins. Uh, and then also Digging Up the Marrow. That was one I really Great liked. Great movie. Yeah, I liked oh, good. I forgot that it came out this year, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, otherwise, it might have been on my list, but it's it's great. Good. I'm glad to hear you say that you liked it. I, I could... Well, it's got Ray Weiss in it, and oh, yeah. he's a goddamn genius. So. He's awesome. Well, and I, I am a big Adam Green fan. Um Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's he's a genius. I've got both seasons of Hollison. Thank you, Jason, for season two. Yep. Um, <laughs> I listened to the Movie Crypt podcast, and here recently I've been getting so obsessed lately that I've been on Aeroscope watching all of his short films, too. So, <clears throat> Which there's one on there you guys got to see. It's so fucking funny where um, him and Joe Lynch intercut themselves into Friday 13th Part 2. Where Amy, where Amy Steele is hiding under the bed, and Jason comes walking in, and all that, and and in the under the bed, next bed over is Adam Green and Joe Lynch, and it's oh, cut into fuck. it perfectly. It's so oh, fucking man. funny. And then Joe Lynch's <laughs> cell phone goes off, and he just starts talking on his cell phone until Jason comes up and kills him. Spoiler alert, I guess. But oh, it's really funny. You guys amazing. gotta check that one out. And it's it's pretty seamless. They do a good job of, of uh, because. They use like reaction Amy Steele reaction shots just perfectly to indicate like she's looking at them. <laughs> like oh. when the cell phone goes off, she does this turn, this oh. turn, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so perfect. Anyway, <clears throat> what was I talking about? Yeah, so that's my honorable mentions. Terry, you said you had a buttload. Oh yeah, um, we've talked about several of them, like Spring, Unfriended, Creep, uh, Green Inferno. 
Deathgasm, Scout's Guide, all those were on my honorable mentions. Uh, so ones that we didn't mention, I, I told Mike you needed to watch this one, The Editor. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Mike, you will fucking love this movie. You that movie rules. You re- like, Mike would love this. He's obsessed with Italian horror movies. Like, Ooh. he would love uh, it. Hence, hence why Mike is going to allow me to continue to be on the uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Al and Italian horror. That's what, uh, that's what keeps our friendship she, alive. She's right, though. This, this is the best Italian horror movie that's not really Italian. Yeah. I mean, they have the dubbing. There's even, like, yeah, per- fake dubbing. It's perfect. Oh, it's, nice. Oh, my God. It's so well. It it really does feel like you're watching, uh, you know, an Argento movie from, like, 1978. And I got asked, it was at some moment, I was watching some Italian movie the other day, um, and not sure even what it was, because I walked in on the middle of it. And I recognize that it was an Italian horror film because of this one trope that is common in Italian horrors. Does it have the moment where they do a super fast zoom in or a super fast zoom out? Uh, I'm trying to remember, actually. Just say yes. I'm sure. Totally, dude. Because that is a staple of Italian horror right there. Just look at the reference section of the movie and you'll just see there's like a list of at least 10 movies from Italian horror that it directly references oh. in this movie. Oh, cool. And, and there's even like, uh, the main cop character is dressed exactly like Donald Sutherland from, uh, what was it? Don't look now. I think that's the name of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's dressed exactly like him the entire time. And cool. there's just a million references, which I would appreciate more than me. Cause I'm not as well versed in those movies as you are. <laughs> but anyway, uh, also tales of Halloween was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Jason was not a fan. I, I've, I enjoyed it. I mean, movie. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. There is some of the segments that don't work for me, but yeah, Jason overall what? wasn't a fan. Yep. It's on my shit list. Well, we can talk about that later. Yep. Uh, Stung? Anyone else see that? No, and I almost, I almost oh, watched that's it, on, too. That's on a list. Uh-oh. Oh, what? <laughs> I thought that one was a lot of fun. Uh, no. Uh, the Gift? Yep. Kind I of. It. I have heard good things Not about Not a horror that. movie, really, but... It's I mean, a thriller! It's definitely it's, a thriller. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> But I liked it. It was Psychological awesome. horror. Like, the end was creepy as fuck. Psychological thriller. That was a good one. The T word is not allowed like... on this show. <laughs> I'm going to use it every episode now. Until you guys throw me off. It's a thriller twist. <laughs> the, two, the double T's. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that Mr. <clears throat> Geist was also on there. I really enjoyed the remake. But that's it. I have not seen that. You, you haven't seen the remake yet? No, not yet. <clears throat> I, I want to see it. I mean, I like Sam Rockwell. That yeah, yes. exactly. That's what I was going to say. Sam Rockwell. That's... I mean, I want to see it just for him because he, he's such a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I'll at least enjoy it for his role. Whether I like the whole thing or not, who knows? We'll have to see. But I thought they did a I'll, great I'll job with it. it. I thought it was good. I thought, I thought they did a great job with it. Again, it's like... I think it, it totally... Because they could have gone, you know, especially with nowadays with so much supernatural horror that we that we have out, they could have gone more of those routes where it had been more just like, 
I mean, like, I really felt like this was more of a actual remake. That a lot of the beats were there, you know, a lot of the same beats. Where, but they just do things different, like, you know, how things kind of start off like light and fun, like, oh, the chairs are all stacked on top of the table. Oh, this is kind of, it's kind of creepy, but oh, you know, we can, haha, we can laugh about it. There's that moment in this, and and you know. We you have the scene the um, the illusion scene where the guy's in the bathroom and he peels his own face off, but it really didn't happen. You have that moment here too, but amplified to oh, eleven, fuck. and it was a great fucking scene. I really liked uh, Jared Harris as the uh, yeah uh, supernatural whatever you would. Oh yeah, he guy. was yeah he was great. <laughs> And I really, I really fell in love with his character. I really did because he's kind of an asshole, but he really wants to help these people. Yeah. So much so that he sacrificed. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Words. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. No. Come out the other end. You don't know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We ready to do bottoms? (laughs) I've heard Uh, that before. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Last night was a lot of fun, Jason. Oh. <laughs> okay, who wants to go first on the bottom five? Jason. I will. Okay, oh, Terry. <laughs> no one else is volunteering. She's all about going on the bottoms. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, I'll go five being the not quite as bad end of the spectrum. I'll start at five. Okay. Uh blood-sucking bastards okay anyone no no it's like oh i missed i was so i was so intrigued because the lead character is fuck i think his name's fran he's the guy that plays a stoner from cabin of the woods oh yeah okay yeah oh that guy that guy i was like oh yeah i love this guy and it it, the whole premise intrigued me because it's like an office setting where like vampires come and take over I was like, oh, that, that that could be funny, but this is an example of a horror comedy that did not pan out so well. Like, I it just missed the mark for me completely. Uh, kind of boring. It even had uh, Pedro Pascal, the guy from uh, Game of Thrones that plays Oberon or Ober whatever, the guy who fights the mountain. That guy, uh, mm. but. Uh, no I did not enjoy it Um, four I have knock knock because (laughs) it only let her say it wasn't number five because well I mean I didn't put it any any higher on the list because I enjoyed the setup of it and initially I thought that it could be great like I was in it for yeah, a good it was strong for... third to half of the movie, mm. and then shit happens. Uh, number three, I have I spit on your grave. Three. Grave <laughs> uh, for the grave. <laughs> no, no, it, it was, wrong, wrong franchise. My bad. Uh, That'd have been awesome. I though. mean, still just as bad. This one brings back uh, the lead actress from the first remake, the Sarah Butler, I think her name is, but. which I really like her. And overall, I thought that I liked this movie better than 
the second one, which I still don't know why I watched that one, but probably for this podcast, for this yeah. episode last we'll year. torture you too. Yeah, you've uh, seen more of these I Spit on Your Crave movies than even me. So. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. Like, the whole setup is that she's going to a support group for people who have been assaulted and then she starts taking out her vengeance. I will give it its one saving grace, which is why it's only in the middle of the list, is there's this awful penis mutilation scene that is just so grotesque and awesome. Like, I can't even... Awesome? Really? Like, it was really, really well done. Like, okay, I'll just describe it because you guys don't need to ever watch this. But basically, like, a guy is coming up to her in an alley and to warn him off, she starts to go down on him. And they, like, actually show her, like, she has her mouth around the tip of his penis. What? And then she uh, takes a knife. <laughs> she, she takes a knife. And jabs it up through the shaft as she's sucking on the tip. And then she runs it through it. And it's just... That's hot. Damn. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's really brutal. Bat material right there. Jeez. Really, really brutal. Let's go to the space. Really well done. They call that the fillet. (laughs) Oh. She she put the fillet in fellatio. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here. I set it up and you (laughs) it out of the park. Uh, (sighs) But yeah, uh, other than that, kind of boring. Same note sort of stuff throughout the franchise, sort of the thing. Uh, Number two, I have the Gallows. Just kind of boring found footage. Blech. Blech. Not interesting. So much hype. I was excited because I was like, oh, it's set in a theater, I guess. I didn't know until I started watching it. I'm like, I like theater things. This could be awesome. <laughs> and then, no, it didn't matter. No, I don't like theater things. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I do not. And then the number one bad one that I watched, I don't know. I just picked this up randomly oh, at the video this store. This happens when you just pick them up randomly. It does happen. Well, this one's called... Final Girl, not to be confused with Final Final Girl with Abigail Breslin in it. Yeah, that's your problem. Hey. Oh my god. I don't even... Not so good, huh? It's like, Wes Bentley is also in this, and the general setup is that, I don't know if he, like, abducts her? I can't even fucking remember. Like, he takes Abigail Breslin's character in when she's young, and he trains her for like 10 years until she's an adult to go after these guys that killed his wife and daughter. Like there are these guys that take women out into the woods and they hunt them for sport basically. And so she, she makes herself a honey trap and goes out with them and then ends up fighting them and defeating them. But it was so fucking dumb. I hated it the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. It even had, um, speaking of the final girls, the blonde kid from the final girls, like the love interest, was in this one. That's as like weird. One of the characters. Right? What the fuck is wrong with that kid? Yeah, that's weird, dude. Yeah. Like, they just get confused and went to both sets and it was like, ah, People are going to look at his resume and think there's a typo. You got yeah. this on here twice. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> And I don't, I didn't 
really even understand why anything was happening. It was just dumb. Dislike. Uh, okay. Dustin. Uh, what are we doing? Bottom. These are worst? Worst. Oh, um, I didn't have very many. Um, I had It Follows on there. I had Goodnight Mommy. Uh, Scout's Guide to Zombie Apocalypse. I'm really sorry. I just... No. I she, just, she, the actress could easily ruin it, besides... I can... No, I can well, understand why people would Yeah. Why some people wouldn't like it. And, and I know you're not going to believe me, but when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is everything I've, I've already seen before. All we need is just a dick scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> you like, fucking got it, too. On like, a trampoline, you got there it. it is, but not how I envisioned it, but, oh. like, there's the dick, and there it is getting ripped off. I'm <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And then from there on out, I just couldn't take it seriously in a funny way or serious yeah. way at all. So I just, I you know, it. I was just kind of watching it. <laughs> uh, the Gallows. What, what was everybody's <coughs> boner about this when it came out? Yeah. Like, I, it don't just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was, was hyped to see it a little bit. You know, not as much as, like, It Follows, but I was like, I'm kind of excited to see this. And then it just... I don't know. Like the beginning was cool because it was from like a real like VHS type camera. I'm like, ooh, yeah. we get, like the original play that happened. Oh yeah, trust it- me. I you know that brought that was like non flashbacks that opening scene for me because I've <laughs> taped enough fucking plays in my day. It was to look just like that where oh right. you can't, everything's blown out because the because the lightings keep changing and yeah mm-hmm. yeah it looked like just like one. Um. They did a good job in this if because uh, it's on my worst list. I have I might have to praise it a little bit just so I'm not so much of a hater. <clears throat> Can't bring bad Joe Zerrell memories back. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, they had a really good reason to keep filming, and that was because they needed the light from the camera and they needed the light from the phone. I believe I think that's how it was going down. So you know you always try to find that way of. Of why are why are they still filming? Why would they be filming this? And this one was just that the whole place is dark. They they can't turn on the lights, so they've got to use their phones or their their camera and their phone. So, but yeah, uh, that and did you guys like Creep? Yeah, I liked Creep. You didn't like it? I didn't no? see it. Didn't Only see reason it. I kept watching it was because Duder was in it. Um, <laughs> uh, the guy who was Mark playing Duplass. Mark Duplass. Yes, I love him. Me too. Uh, it's he. Uh, he was so. Uh, he was. He was so good in that. But he. The, the story was awful. I thought it was just bad. It, <laughs> the beginning was uh, had me intrigued, and he was in it. I'm like, okay, I'm really gonna like this. And then like, well, they 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 drink a little bit and they put on a wolf mask and <laughs> and, and then he kills them. <laughs> so, okay. You uh, you missed. We discussed this pretty in depth, not too long. Oh, ago. on our show already. Okay, I'm sorry. We, well, we were. Oh, don't well, be we, no, it's fine. It's just we. It was interesting because Mike was talking about how you weren't you saying that they originally intended it to be more of a horror comedy, and then they edited it to make it more, more. straight horror. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's why it kind of comes off weird totally sometimes. Like the beginning is a lot is way different from some of the later stuff but that's just it i i there's no tone at all like it's just like it's like it's it's like the realest thing of found footage that you find like the conversations they have are 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 not interesting (laughs) and the things that happen aren't very interesting they completely ruin any any 
tense uh, tense moments of the film. They ruin it with the uh, right in the middle when he gets out of the house after he's like blocking the door in the wolf mask, um, and and then uh, you it goes go, cuts straight to a video of of Duplass uh, burying. Uh, what you think is probably the guy that was just trying to get out of the house, but then you realize he's just watching it because that was a video that he had sent him. And then you're like, oh, well, he's out of the house. He's fine. He's like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, we got, I got out. And then, and then it, it goes nowhere after that, other than just and, and then how it ends. But I don't know. It, it's just I was kind of disappointed by it. So it was on my my worst list. That's okay. There's a much worse Mark Duplass movie that came out this year that will be on my bottom five. So. Yeah. Well, so I, I haven't done my honorable mentions yet. So. Oh no! And there's 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 cooties, uh, which like I said, that's not like on my list. I, they're movies that I'd like to purchase. I don't think I'd purchase cooties. Um, obviously, unfriended, and um, I think the Lazarus Effect. <laughs> what the fuck? Had a. Oh. Uh, had a good premise, just not executed well. If it were longer, it would have been on my hated list. Uh, because uh-huh. of its length, it becomes an honorable mention. All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> we, uh, sorry, sorry I didn't give you a chance to do your honorable mentions. Um, were you done with your bottom? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you done with your bottom? <laughs> Clean it up? Okay. Jason, what's yours? Um, I only had two that I didn't like, and Tales of Ta- Well, I I still watched <laughs> twenty five or so. He just really hates Knock Knock that much. Yeah, well, obviously <laughs> Knock Knock's the number one. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> but the only the only other film I didn't like was Tales of Halloween. <clears throat> I'm really shocked by that. Why didn't you? Like I love that movie. Jesus, I don't. We don't have time to get into how what the things I didn't like about it, guys. I just <laughs> yeah, trust me, you don't. Like I I broke down fucking every segment pretty much segment by segment of what I fucking hated that movie <laughs> to Mike the other day, and <laughs> I enjoyed it. Not Mm-mm. every segment Mm-mm. works, but I eight no. out of ten. Mm-mm. No, uh-uh. what's your what's your favorite segment, John? Um, I'm trying to remember what I said before, but I really like the one with Barry Bostwick. <laughs> yeah, Jason hated that one. Hated it. But I, yeah, I I kind of liked. It. I got well, one it was Barry Bostwick, but I yeah, and I, and I, I like the funny. one with the uh, Killer Pumpkins. But like I said before, I that's like only, that one. My, only yeah. because my friends in that fucking you know episode or whatever you want to call it so i kind of feel like i have to like it that's my personal favorite is the pumpkin one who's your friend of that one uh she plays the detective oh oh really nice yeah that's awesome the blonde chick blondish blondish she's more friends with my wife but i mean i'm still friends with her so (laughs) what was your favorite segment terry uh, well, I like the pumpkin one as well. I, I also I liked the uh, the sweet tooth one. That's a good one. Sweet tooth. Which one's the sweet one with the candy? And, and like Jason if you don't share your it. if you don't share your candy, the guy comes. Oh, the first. Oh, one. the first one. The first one. Yeah, the very first one. <clears throat> yeah, um, it was good. Uh, I didn't mind the sweet tooth one, but I feel like I've seen it so many times before now. Um, Especially with Halloween Palooza, I could probably cite two or three movies that short films that I've seen that are almost the exact same thing. So, 
beat for beat. So, but it was it was still good. It was still good. It was still good. But yeah, my yeah, my favorite is the pumpkin one. It really had a whole Halloween three vibe to it. Was that the only one that picked up on that? No, totally. It, it totally, really did. Yeah. yeah. Right down to the like the score kind of had a kind of sounded like Halloween three, and then like having to go to the factory at the end and. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of forgetting a lot of them, I guess. Oh, I did not. I didn't like the uh, the one where the like the kids murder all of those people in the house, and then you find out that they had like yeah. a kid. That was weird. Dumb. Oh, I love that one. When he's like talking about the kids, like oh, what, what they're saying there's a lot the of Tiffany pirates this year. Some... Yeah, that one. I love because then it turns out well, there's a lot of pirates because you've been poking out their goddamn eyeballs. Guys are all fucked up. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, I like I like that one. I didn't like the one with the the wife and the the, the husband or whatever. The Hansel and Gretel one. Yeah, me neither. That was the one I hated. The one that was I... the that was the weakest one for sure. And did you know who directed that one? Uh, was it Lucky McKee? Yeah, really. Yeah, and I usually he's usually like on top of shit, but that just. It's was fun. not. I love not good. everything he's what other done. Ones but... were there, maybe I liked about half of that movie. Now, that I'm about well, the, the one, one, another one that I really liked, I thought was funny, was the one that had John Landis in it, where the oh yeah, that one oh, was okay. good. where they kidnap his kid and then he's like, it's I don't yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> you that shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, the that guy that died. Yeah. Is it that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was a good one too. I like that one a lot. And then there was the there was the the Jason, the Friday Thirteenth ripoff one. Twicka tweet. Yeah, with the little alien thing. Oh no! I, I love the cute know. little alien. That was annoying. I don't get it. Annoyingly adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so where were we? Um. Uh, Jason, that was Jason's list of okay, bad. and then so John, what's yours? Uh, my my list, starting with five, is uh, the visit. Oh, I like parts of it. I mean, I like the whole aspect of the grandparents, you know, but at the same time, it just the movie didn't work for me as a uh, found footage film. But you know, so it goes. Uh, then we have Stung. As number four. Boo! I I wanted I really wanted to like this because why did you like it? I, <laughs> Poor John, he's getting beat up. <laughs> I just and you know I I can like a movie where I don't like the characters, but I literally did not like anybody in this movie. I wanted the main characters to die. Oh. Uh, usually I like uh, Clifton Collins Jr. and stuff, and he, he just, I didn't like his character. Just nothing worked but... for me. Oh, but as a, like the effects of the like they did there a good so job with the effects, awesome but... practical effects. Yeah. Oh, like, don't get me wrong. The effects were well wasps. done. I mean, it's just uh, I'd heard a lot of good things about it, and I was let down. Just, just I hadn't heard it. anything about it, oh, really? so I was, <coughs> I was really enjoying it. Like I thought it was kind of fun. I, I I think it was built uh, up too much for me. Uh, then we got Lazarus Effect. Because that movie just flat out was boring. Uh, and then uh, number two, The Drownsman. Did anybody watch this shit fest? <laughs> no. Well, 
Just Google the Drownsman and you'll find out why it's shit. I mean, just reading the plot, you're like, yep, this sucks. Something about a girl being hydrophobic. Like, she's ultra afraid of water. Her friends try to cure her. Shit goes south. People die. Uh, and then... Uh, you should write descriptions on the back of boxes. <laughs> I should. I'd make a lot of money. Seriously, that's really what it comes down to. People die. Uh, Sinister 2. Did oh. anybody else watch this? Did not get to uh-uh. Only because I haven't seen the first one. I, I I don't love the first one. I enjoy certain aspects of it. Um, I, no, I enjoyed it enough to own the first one, but the second one just totally destroys any reason why I liked the first one. Um, I don't really, not that I can give anything away, but in the, you know, a lot of the uh, first one is focused on these kids doing horrible things to their family and, you know, filming it. Uh, this features the ghosts of those kids and they're forcing these, you know, kids that moved into a house to watch these films and it's just fucking ridiculous. Hmm. Like, it's just not scary on any any level. I mean, Mike, have you seen the first one? I haven't, no. I I have. Like, the the, the best part about the first one, at least, was those fucked up videos. Uh Uh-huh. And this one, these just weren't scary at all. Like, no, nothing creeped me out about this movie. I wasn't, I didn't feel unsettled like I kind of did with the first one, but yeah. Yeah, Sinister the first one wasn't the greatest either. But it, it, yeah, it wasn't, but there were, I mean, the lawnmower scene. Yeah. Like, there were a few things and I'm like, God, that's really fucked up. Nothing like that happened in Sinister 2. <laughs> I was rooting for everybody to die, so... <laughs> when all else fails, <laughs> may, <laughs> may they all die. Oh, everybody dies. Um, but yeah, Sinister 2 was probably the worst thing I'd seen this year. It was a shit fest. Hmm. Interesting. Now, Jason, you said Justin... Oh, yep. Uh, ...gave some... Uh, he did. ...bottom performing films for him. Yeah, he had two... Okay. And one seems older than this, but Baba Duke. Yeah, that was yeah, last, that was year. last year. Yeah, Jesus, Justin. Well, I mean, he might have just seen it. So. Pay attention. <laughs> and American Guinea Pig. What? Oh, yeah. oh no, no, I agree with him. American Guinea I've, Pig. Well, do you, do you know about the Guinea Pig series? Yeah, I've got Japan? I've got Hello? several of them. So I, I have the whole the whole box set. They're just nice. You know basically torture on films uh they made a new one um trying to remember the full title blood shock yeah well no wait that's is that the next one i own the one that's released on (laughs) he's looking that's awesome the one from from 2015 is blood shock is what imdb says yeah that one isn't available yet on on dvd but yeah blood yeah whatever Bouquet of uh, guts and gore is bouquet of guts and gore is the uh, the American guinea pig, and uh, yeah, it's just not good. It's literally two women being dismembered for like an hour and twenty minutes or something. Woo! <laughs> I mean, the effects are well done. Um, they're like, <coughs> Marcus Cock, who who's a fantastic uh, special effects guy, but uh, yeah, it's just. It is the epitome of torture porn, and it's not that the Jap—it's not that the Japanese guinea pig films were like 
masterpieces to begin with, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're okay for what they are, but what they are isn't much. You know, it is, well, they're basically just... They're a product of their time. They're yeah. definitely a product of the 80s, and this one tries to emulate that too much, and it just fucking fails. Yeah. Yeah, and yet I still bought it. Because <laughs> I was curious. And I'll probably buy the next one, because I'm curious about that one, but... Um, yeah. He buys things when he's curious. He's bi curious. But um, bum. Okay, my bottom five. Number five, Zombievers. Oh shit! <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, I watched that one too. I, wanted, I hated it too. <laughs> I wanted to love it. I really did, and I thought the effects were fun and silly and cool. Um, but. I hated the character so much that it it just enjoy it just drained me of like any enjoyment to have out of this movie. I hated those girls so much. Yeah. The and guys that's why were just I watched them die because I hated them so much. They're all bratty bitches. I know, but like when you're making a movie called Zombievers, it's supposed to be like just fun and silly, and this just it wasn't fun and silly there for me. There need to be way more like beaver jokes. Like, why Something. weren't there more beaver yeah, jokes? Yeah, there should have been a hell of a lot more beaver jokes. You know, like, vagina jokes is oh. what I'm trying to say, if you didn't understand. Is that a word for What? <laughs> Number four, the gallows. Blech. Blech. It just, it was just so... Do we all agree on the gallows? I think so. I haven't seen it yet, but it kind of oh, sounds okay. like I would. Don't. Just don't. It's just such a generic found footage ghost movie, and, um... I don't know. Maybe why people got excited about this because it was like a new landscape. It's a found footage ghost movie in a school. You know why they've never made a found footage ghost movie in a school before? Because fucking schools aren't scary. You can't make something scary out of something that's heavily populated during the day. I mean, I just, it didn't, there was no moment where I'm like, this is creepy. No, not really. You know, and there's people in the building. There's like the fucking janitors and shit, you know, so like dumb this is dumb and the what was with that fucking forced i'm gonna use the word twist because i hate this movie um what was with that freaking twist ending oh the ending so the girl, was awful the girl's oh, in bad. on it the whole time yeah. what like she's she in cahoots like with the ghost what relative or something dumb ghost That's dad ridiculous. ghost, ghost dad, dad. <laughs> You put the roofies in the pudding in the. <laughs> Number three, Lazarus effect. Snooze, bore. Yeah. Such so disappointed in that one. Um. Number two is a movie that I know none of you guys had seen. It was a Halloween of Palooza um, submission uh, called Glass. <laughs> This it movie wasn't... angered me. No, it wasn't bad. <laughs> what? You just you just can't do art films. The person films. that made this is probably going to listen. You, you can't do art films. Anything You can't any... call you can't call using the same shots over and over any... and over again an art film. That's called oh we didn't shoot enough to make a feature film. Let's just reuse the same shots over and over again. You can't do experimental film in any way. That's bullshit. I can totally do experimental. No, you can't. You've never been able to, ever. That's... And this movie, <laughs> although it wasn't great, but it was definitely an experimental 
art, arty experimental film because it wasn't. Can you tell me the symbolism of the shot of the ceiling fan that you saw twenty times, Mike? <laughs> that's for you to decide, not the me. The circle okay, of life. Okay, what I decided uh, is uh, is fucking bullshit. This is what it's I decided. Open to interpretation. Uh, and then number so one was knock knock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big surprise. <laughs> Knock knock, who's there? I hated this movie. I don't, but going over my t- bottom five again, I may actually, I may even move knock knock up up a bit because it angered me. But obviously, Gallows, Lazarus Effect, and Glass severely pissed me off. All three of those movies really bugged me. It sounds like the Gallows is way worse than Knock Knock. It, yeah, yeah, it probably is. I think you're right. And is this? What's what's so bad about it is this is like it's not offering anything new, like there's nothing new for with this movie, you know. And I don't and I don't expect like every every horror movie to to present something new, but it's just it's just so cut and paste that you know I hate to say it, it's just like there's there's nothing there's just nothing there. You know, I think I got excited about watching that movie because I actually mistook it for another movie. I thought it was going to be The Hallow, mm. which is like an evil fairy woodsy thing, I think, that's oh. supposed to be kind of good. Okay. That I never got to watch, but... Has to be better than Gallows, apparently. Has to be, right? That's what I thought it was going to be, so I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, well. Well, man, whew. Did it. Top tens, bottom fives, they're all there. All accounted for. <clears throat> so, well, that was that was a lot. Very awesome. But uh, we're going to do, we don't have a full thing of segments tonight, but we do have at least one, right? Right. Okay. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do segment Good evening. It's intermission time. Our service is friendly and quick. You'll find hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, your favorite candies, hot and cold beverages, and other delicious snacks. So add to your fun of watching the movie. Visit our refreshment stand right now. We're glad to have you with us tonight. We hope you'll come to see us often. It's great to get out to the movies. Hey everybody, this is Wayne. This is Zip. Lori. Brian. Doug. And we're the Necronomicast, a weekly horror podcast brought to you by us, horror fans for you, horror fans. We talk about movies, books, celebrity interviews, your mom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. (laughs) Necronomicast. We also talk about streaming movies, new movies, as well as news in horror. And that's just a sample of what you'll get on the Necronomicast. <laughs> Did we say horror movies? <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com. Also visit us on Facebook. And on iTunes and all that. Necronomicast. Uh, we'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com for more madness and horror and blood. 
We're good. How are you? <laughs> and we're back. So the one and only segment for this evening is um, shout outs. So I'll turn it over to the Jason. Shout outs. The Jason. <laughs> it's time for shout outs. So obviously asked, what were your favorite horror films of 2015? <clears throat> Had a bunch of replies, because there were a lot of great films this year. Heck yeah. Um, uh, so first up, Lisa Norvell Owen says, Cooties. I also nice. liked Creep and The Visit. Nice. That's cool. Nice. Nope. Um, <laughs> Derek Johns. Um, Derek John says, Star Wars was by far the best movie for me. <laughs> He's got a point. There's monsters right. in it. Right. But in he horror, wins. it was uh, number one, Green Inferno. Woo! Two, Digging Up Tomorrow. Nice. Three, The Pyramid. Uh, I never saw that. Nope. Nope. Apparently he's the only one. Yeah, he's the only one. <laughs> number four, Sinister 2. Questionable. Whoa. Uh, and number five, Tales of Halloween. He started so strong. <laughs> and he extended so anyway he said he also really liked Christmas Horror Story I did yes. too another great year from all of you thanks for all you do you have no idea how much it means uh, to me to get to hear this show thanks again Aww. Aww. That John guy off. people really <laughs> like people really listen oh my god I'm, I'm nervous uh, next up Willis Wheeler Willis Final Girls Green Inferno Lost After Dark did you I ever finish that one? That it is. It's a fun movie. I even have it on Blu-ray, and I haven't watched it yet. Did I get that? Was how long ago? That's my been? birthday. Sitting there. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You just don't get them things. <sighs> Next up, we have Derek Patello. He says, "Cooties." Um, uh, wow! I saw nothing this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tales of Halloween was fun. No, it wasn't. I added that part. Um, I need. I need to be flogged for failing this. I don't remember watching really anything. Dang, Derek, come on. You've been flogged. That's it. Well, now you have the ultimate guide yeah, now to the horror plenty, films of 2015. Recommendations. Doc, doc, start with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Pike says, Honey Spider. Oh. I've huh. heard things about that movie, but I didn't I yeah. get to it. I heard it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it's a thing. It exists. Well, maybe maybe Matt can tell you about it. Uh, Jonathan Watkins says, Final Girls. Nice. Uh, Calvin Goodlexon says, The Fantastic Four reboot. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. Uh, those jokesters. I actually liked it. I haven't seen it. I You're the only one. You're the only one I've heard this liked it. It's crazy. It's good. Anyway. Um... Andrew Moeller says, Insidious 3, The Visit, Poltergeist, <coughs> Krampus, We Are Still Here, Final Girls, and Goosebumps. Nice. Yeah, nice. I still haven't seen Goosebumps. Yeah, me Is that either. his number one? Did he make like a that wasn't, list? That wasn't a list, yeah. Uh. No order. I know Mike saw Goosebumps. Yeah, the I liked it. It was fun. Have to catch that one. Took some. Um, and we all, we are still here. That 
I really wanted to because it was on so many other lists, but like it's hard for me to sign up for a ghost movie, so I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't I, super thrilled. Uh, but you, didn't Dustin? You said it was good. I fell in love with it. It's I just great. thought it was such a cool story that even if it is a ghost movie, they still did a very good job. And the effects. Holy that, cow. Yeah, that little burnt that kid was thing. the only That's... saving grace for me. Like I thought it was kind of boring other than the effects. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's it's the most quoted phrase on the show today. Is, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I'm going to make a <laughs> mixtape of, mix of all yeah. those. It's all going to be me, too. <laughs> Here's 20 minutes of John saying what. <laughs> Up next, uh, Andy Giallo. He made a he made a full top ten list in backwards order with nice. descriptions. This is pretty exciting. What? He says number ten, ABCs of Death Two. Uh, Love the concept and many segments worked. That was last year. Well, maybe <coughs> was it? Well, That's okay. We're pretty, we're pretty okay. loose on the year. Well, I stuff. figure if it was released on Blu-ray or DVD yeah. this year, exactly, oh, okay. it still counts. But y'all seem to not like it as much. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I love Dude. ABC's of Death 2 way better than the first one. Oh, cool. I was going to say it's That's better than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Wolf Creek 2. Far more entertaining than the original. Uh, <laughs> that was on my list last year. <laughs> yeah. I, Wolf Creek 2 is amazing, though, yes. Was it last year's? Yeah, it was on my list yeah. last year. I think, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was pretty good, though. Number eight, Human Centipede 3. How's that not oh. on your worst? Because those are all that much worse. Because yeah, it, they, all those are really that oh. much worse. But the thing is, it's like I don't know how to how to really feel about Human Centipede after the fact because it, it goes back to my Rob Zombie and Eli Roth argument of like, okay, I just have to finally accept what what the type of movies this guy is wanting to make, and then it makes the uh, the viewing of it that much more enjoyable. The movie's so off the fucking rocker that it. It almost turns it around into a bad good movie, but almost, almost, yeah, not quite. Yeah, he does say that he's like, um, seems I'm the only one who likes this one. Ha 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 ha. Human Centipede three, number seven, Lost After Dark, fun eighty slasher throwback. God damn it. Number six, <sighs> Faults, darkly funny psychological horror. What? I've never heard, heard I think it's on Netflix. Faults. Faults? Yep. Hmm. Have to check it out. Number five, Starry Eyes. That was last year, too. That was last year. Fun and stylish occult shenanigans. Shenanigans. Number four, P.O.D. Tense and atmospheric paranoia. That's on Netflix for sure. But yeah. Get to that one. Cool. Um, <clears throat> number three, The Editor. Giallo yeah. homage spoof by the always awesome Astron Six. Uh oh. <laughs> it's by Astron Six. Yeah. Yes. Father's Father's bad? Father's Day's are, Astron are, Six. Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna hate it automatically then? I don't know. It doesn't stand a good it's chance now. It's got a fully naked Tristan Risk in it. I'm good. Yeah, that's always great. All right, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and the ass brings it back. Uh-huh. Number two, Creep, a found footage masterpiece. I'm not big on the subgenre, but this one worked big time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was on Dustin's bad list. Okay. And number one, it follows, duh, 
Stylish, genuinely creepy, and unsettling. The first movie to get under my skin in a long time. Yeah. Wrong. That's right. <laughs> We're so divided. Yeah. We're so divided. <laughs> Soundtrack's great. Yeah. Can agree on that. Right, Dustin? Anyway. Yeah. I, I think the soundtrack's good. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Brian Clark. He says, <laughs> he says spring. I got to get through these. It's a bunch. Spring, that's good. I'm glad now four people have seen this movie. I'm so happy. Of course Brian said it because I told him to. Oh, good job, Brian. You have friends, for real? Yeah, well, he's the only one. Oh, okay. He's the only one that listens to the podcast. I'm glad he... he Sorry if my other friends actually listen to this. Make him watch Knock Knock and maybe he won't be your friend anywhere. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. (laughs) Uh, Dave Bailey says, um, in no particular order... Stung, bone, yeah, <laughs> bone tomahawk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> scare waves, <What>? scare waves, <laughs> scare waves. Christy, oh. Christy, uh, that's on Netflix. I've Christy? seen that on Netflix. Exeter, nope. I've heard of it. He's just making shit it. up. <laughs> In the house of flies. Yeah, these are fake. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <these> are fake. <laughs> we are still here. Scary. See, that's a real one. Oh, okay. All right. Start and end with a real one, then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you should just put a bunch of shit in there. Well, he had Boner Tomahawk <coughs> on Boner there. Hawk. Boner Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Dave Bailey, let us know about Scarewaves and Christy and Exeter in the House of Flies. Uh, next up, we had Sunny Backs, Bone Tomahawk, and we are still here. Yeah. Cammy Cross says Annabelle. Mm, Pol- Poltergeist, year, yeah. 2015, Insidious Chapter 3. Nice. Um, Cammy Cross also says Conjuring. <laughs> A couple years ago. Yep. That's all right. That's all right. She it's just still amazing. Just yeah, if you saw it this year, then it's new to you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I still watch The Conjuring. <coughs> Yeah, it's awesome. awesome and excited for the next one. Yeah, yeah. it's coming. Oh, yeah. <coughs> um, Autumn DePew says, It follows. Had the creepiest atmosphere by far. Mm-hmm. It was also the first film in a long time to have music that made my skin crawl in a good way. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's like... Almost like MST3K in the shoutouts. I love it. I'm glad you guys are here with me this time instead of just going to the bathroom when it's my turn. Okay. Uh, Ann Hogan says, I have to say I like most horror movie. Sorry, Ann, I didn't mean to pick on you. Um, I think what best was this year, but Cabins in, in the Woods was so awesome and... Dan got the box set of all of the Nightmare on Elm Street. I watch a lot of them, but I think of one that came this year. Thanks for I told I said I'd read the comments on the show if you comment. Thanks, Ann. Appreciate you participating. Yeah, if those were things that she just watched, keep listening. Year, that's awesome. Those are some classics. And then I think. Poor uh, flogged Derek Patello. He couldn't. Um, <laughs> he had, he to, come could, back, he had to come back. It's the last comment. But he's like, he says, it hasn't been released yet. Um, played a few fests, but Sunchoke was great. Sunchoke. So he's really hmm. grasping if he's doing fucking festivals. Yeah, stuff that's not even out. 
Come on, Derek, you gotta watch these movies. That. <laughs> That'll be a it. this year movie. Quit watching Argento films and watch some current. <laughs> <laughs> but he has to. I'm surprised he hasn't seen the editor. That seems like it'd be up his alley a little bit. Yeah, you would think. Watch that, Derek. Watch that. Alright, oh. Um, uh, checking Twitter? Yeah, real quick. I... Cool. Nope. Nobody on Twitter. I'll say that that's a lot of shout-outs. That's awesome. Thanks, everybody out there. Yeah. That's the most I think we've ever had. Yeah, well, it was a good fucking year. Yeah, was uh, I mean, Derek doesn't know it. Derek Tello, <laughs> but... But, did, shit. Did anyone get to see Crimson Peak? God, oh, no. Yeah. I've had it forever, no, and we haven't watched it. Yeah, It's good, but uh, I wouldn't put it in a top Doesn't ten. Doesn't make a... Oh. But it's, well, I, I mean, still... it's really good. Don't, don't get me wrong. Watch it, but... did Were we going to say any that we didn't get to watch that we really... Cub was I, one. We didn't really. I have. I haven't watched it. Yet. <laughs> the Nightmare. I really want to see The Nightmare. It's good. Um, The Voices. Oh, yeah, The Voices. Uh, uh, kind of a comedy. Yeah, it's it's a letdown. Aw. I Ryan didn't like Reynolds. it very much either. I know. Fucking Ryan Reynolds and Anna Kendrick. But yeah. I, I mean, you, yeah, you'd think you it'd think be, it'd be a better combo, but it's not. Um, oh, God, there were so many I wanted to say. Uh, Cub. I really wanted to see Cub. Yep. It's a foreign film. I still didn't get to see Maggie. Yeah, I still wanted to see that too, yeah. Or Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. There were there were lots of indie. Like I really wanted to see Lost After Dark too. So many awesome indie ones that I saw yeah. on lots of people's lists of ones to watch from the year and just did not have time to get to them. Yeah, I I'm bummed I missed out on Goodnight Mommy. I've been wanting to watch that one like forever. Um, I'm going through. I made a ridiculous huge list of movies that came out this year. Me too. <laughs> yeah. There was one. There's one called German Angst that I wanted to see that um, we haven't been able to track down. But I mean, I don't know if it's real or not at this point. But uh, it's a it's a it's done by different German filmmakers. Kind of a. Uh, um, uh, anthology, and one of those filmmakers, um, I'm not going to even attempt to say his name, but the guy who directed the uh, Necromantic movies. Yeah. And so, like, he hasn't made anything in forever, so I really want to see that. <clears throat> um, there was another one I really wanted to find really, really bad, and um, have Terry watch it. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, don't look in the basement too. Shut up. <laughs> no. I saw that on a list somewhere. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta find that. Is it? It's a real fucking thing. <coughs> and it just came so. out. I think so. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I found I found it on a list. I thought but you it, were just joking, but well, you're actually talking about a real fun. movie. Yeah, I'm serious. I can't fucking believe it. It's legit. <laughs> they remade Martyrs. I mean, yeah, that yeah, wasn't I'm on your list. That remake. And not wanting to watch that at all. Thank you very much. I watched Martyrs. Martyrs to go to bed. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! 
Armageddon murders. <laughs> I'll tell you what, guys. One of my big takeaways from 2015 is like almost all of our lists. Get this. I, almost all of them were original, not remakes. It's a really How good fucking story. awesome is that? That is very fucking awesome. I didn't you know even we think were panicked that. hard there a few years ago. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, and sequels is fine because that's been a part of horror forever, and that's fine. But almost all, except Poltergeist, really, right? Yeah, there was Every so much film, great original content. Original out this fucking year. shit, man. Yeah. How great is that? That's and really awesome. And really pushing some shit, too, with like yeah. the Unfriended and man, well, experimenting, trying new things. And that's what's always been, I've always loved about the genre. That's yeah. why I always feel like the genre is one of the most um, openly artistic genres out there you know you do a you do a teen comedy there's kind of a, an expectation look there's no real wiggle room to do anything crazy or fancy or out of the out of the ordinary but with with horror that in, it, it, it invites that creativity i think not just not not just in storytelling but in visual style score whatever the case may be um horror has like i think the the, the widest range yeah. to be able to play and try new and different oh, things. Nightlight taking that spin on found footage and yep. Oh, yeah, it was just. Shit. I mean, usually when you have a lot of content in horror, there's going to be a lot more bad movies. Like this, I was just blown away this year by how much. Not even just how much new content, new original content there was, but how great all of it was. Like there was so much amazing stuff out this year. It was incredible. Yeah. I could and I couldn't even watch all of it. Like I haven't even touched like half of it. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's reassuring though, right guys? It's like Yeah. The future looks bright or dark. Yeah, um, which is it? <laughs> bloody. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, am I missing anything? I think that wraps up another episode, right? We're yeah, done. I have one more giant piece of news to talk about yeah. beforehand. But I think I might know, because I was going to do it, but go ahead. Oh, no, that's... I'm fired, aren't I? God no, John. <laughs> Weird Al saved you again. Pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, so... We do, yeah. We have an announcement to uh, those out there listening. If we haven't, if you haven't seen it yet, we uh, started a Patreon. Uh huh. Um, and Jason will tell us more about it. <laughs> What's uh, a Patreon, what, Jason? Oh, it's How's easy. That work? It's easy. It's just like, in its simplest form, it's just an ongoing Kickstarter. It's just a way, cause like, we we put we make a lot of content. Um, and it's always free and it'll always be free cause that's podcasts, but like we don't, we don't have a lot of things to like, we don't have merchandise really. We don't have ways for us to support the show, support the show. And, and really it's just, it's not, you know, none of us are worried about making money or anything. It's just no. with Facebook, it's gotten harder and harder for us to reach our, audience that already do like our page having to boost posts and and do ads and stuff it's so, a nightmare yeah it, and it sucks fucking horribly but uh, you know I, I 
I nearly boycott it every time, but you know, it's it's what we have, and that's still one of the best ways for us to reach our audience. So we got to play the game, and so you know, it just it's been costing a little more to to boost some of these posts. So make sure you guys get to hear about the show and and. Patreon's just a cool little way to help support the show, and and really, it's just uh, asking for a, a monthly pledge of like change, you know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, which really is, if if you think about how much money you spend a month, it's not a lot, you know. So, but we get enough fans, you know, putting a few dollars in, then that's good, and and, and all the money's just going to help promote the show and yeah. that's and that's and, and there's there's a few there's different perks uh the more you can contribute you get a little more stuff you know from from getting like um the music from all the segments that we've ever had um we'll put your name on our website as for you know uh for being a patron patron and and right now the ultimate package is getting to pick a, sh- a movie that we'll do a commentary track on. That you can you can choose, but I anyway. Knock knock. And John, if you are eligible, thank God he's not. <laughs> uh, you could, but it's pretty easy. Um, it's on it's on our Facebook now. It'll be on our website. You just Patreon.com/slash/aotkp pretty easy go there check it out the cool thing is you can change your mind at any time you can change what you uh donate or not it's all nobody has to freak out about anything it's pretty cool and easy and 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 it really helps us a lot and it'd be something we'd really appreciate yes yes definitely thank you jason yeah (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah just go go to patreon with you know, help support the show. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of cost, but uh, there's a little bit that comes out of our pockets. And and if we can, um, you know, make the the podcast uh, self um, efficient, that'd be great. And maybe even do new things for the show. Um, you know, in the future as well. So uh, please check that out. And also, if you want to help out the show, uh, rate us on iTunes. That would be great. Um, help us also reach out, reach out to more listeners there. If we get some uh, some good ratings on iTunes, so mm-hmm. rate us on iTunes and let us know. And also, always uh, leave us comments on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Um, we will always read them on the show, or Jason will always read yeah, them on the right. show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything anybody else want to add before we uh, wrap things up here? All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. It was a uh, great year for horror movies, and uh, can't wait to see what 2016 brings. So thanks out there for everybody for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Oh, no. Could this be the end of... (laughs) Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast.